0: What up, nerds? This is For the Love of the Pod, a show about sports, crime, sex, controversy, uh, but mostly about sports. I am your cheesy cheerleader, Thomas May. I've got uh, Aaron Mason, Brian Owen, and Nathaniel Erickson. Gentlemen. That's that's Dr. Owen. Dr. Owen. I'm sorry. That's Dr. Owen. You motherfucker. That's right. Dr. Owen. My apologies. You went to your uh, college and got your PhD in what? What did you get a PhD in?
1: Horticulture. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, that that was
1: my minor.
0: Okay. Oh okay. All right. Well, whatever. Guys, how's it going? What have you been doing? It's good, man. I haven't seen you since uh Sunday.
1: I've been working and watching uh baseball.
0: Really? You didn't watch yeah. uh you didn't watch the game last night? No, I watched game Oh, oh yeah, baseball you did. We talked today. about it. Yeah.
2: Right, are you guys talking about
0: the Stanley Cup that game? Yeah. Last yeah, night. Yeah, we was definitely not the game we were promised all but Oh, I watched yeah. the Stanley Cup last night. Yes. I did. It was 2-0, right?
2: Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> was that- yes, it was. <laughs>
0: Too
1: soon? <laughs> Brian smiles and grimaces at the same time.
2: I'm dying on the inside, <laughs> but happy on the
0: outside. I mean, do you think they'll be able to go back next year?
2: I mean, can't make those kind of predictions. Why not? Because, I mean. I need some hot takes for I me I think today. there's a lot of parody in hockey. Like hey, The man. team got hot, they got there.
1: You know what they say, in a going to give season.
2: Yeah any given exactly Tuesday that's why i'm not willing
0: Thursday to say that don't get back saturday whenever they play the puck game um but anyway we got a lot to talk about today uh i said i was cheesy cuz we have a fun cheesy serial killer today um that brian will talk about towards the end of the podcast Is that a packers reference that was a packers reference yeah. thank you um and then we're going to uh we're gonna do football real quick probably at the top and then we're gonna go into. Are you to talk about hockey. Do you want to? I kind of. You kind of just did. I mean,
2: I'll we do lost. a little like thing. Just, just about a thingy. It.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll do that. Um, Nathaniel is gonna provide some um, insight on the uh, white and red ball sport. And then I'm gonna baseball. Do baseball. <laughs> and then I'm gonna do
1: the orange ball sport. <laughs> orange and black ball sport. Orange and black. Or sometimes orange and white.
0: Dude, on two K. If you play in this certain mode, the my career or my team mode,
1: the old red, white, and blue,
0: you can pick different colored balls. There's yeah. black ones. There's the WNBA ones. The old red, white, and blue.
1: Uh, yeah, the Globetrotter, Globetrotter ones.
0: ones. Yeah, it's real. I thought that was the ABA ball. I, I think hmm. you're right. Actually, it is the ABA ball. Um, and then, like I said, we're gonna uh, end with uh, our crime story of the week. So, um, Aaron, are you are you starting us today?
3: Yeah. Hello. Hey. Wake up. Oh, I was reading. And, uh, yeah. Something, 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 systems. Yeah, I haven't listened to that in a long time because I was 11. Yeah, I think, I, I remember like it, Justin Ibarra. I don't Holy know if you m- him and his brother. Him and his brother. Like, yes. And he, he, would, he would always roll up to like basketball practice, like
1: just blaring he played system. Played with
3: him? Yeah, he played like, with Nick Moody and I on our rec league team for like Carrollton. Played with th- them at uh.
1: Wait. The Neo. Really? Yeah. Oh, see, so you know the Abars? Oh, they're, yeah, they're yeah. cool people, man. They played, they're uh, they're uh, awesome. They played. Uh, they also played on the worship team.
3: Uh, oh, I, I had no idea. They're they're like in a metal band right now or something. Apparently, yeah. yeah. Was it the CFBISD league? Not, not the. Well, I mean, we played, we played school ball, and then we also played rec ball, and then we played like select stuff too. So I don't know, but the yeah, story is so we're going I'm trying to figure out if I played against you guys. <laughs> we, we we probably just annihilated your team. No, we get,
0: we
1: were really good. Speaking of annihilations. <laughs>
0: What are we talking about?
3: Okay, like a so. A football?
1: Oh, a football? So we're going to okay. roll into football. our uh,
3: first and 10 segment with uh, our little football update. i got got uh, four games of the week. We're going to start out with the Giants game because that one was really Wait, good. Wait,
0: why? What is this? Are you giving up on me? No, we're
3: not. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, it's so, irrelevant. So on. Uh, oh, so you just agree. Just like the Giants.
0: <laughs> we are relevant. Let's go for a high pick. I, don't, I needed an edge rusher like, so badly. Anyway, I
2: mean, you're not getting first overall. Let's go to the Giants.
1: I think the edge rusher, no. edge rusher is not necessarily the most pertinent. Uh, position that you need to address.
0: What's the most pertinent position we need to address? Quarterback. Oh man,
2: yeah. Yeah. there's there's a lot. <sighs> Running back right, too. W-
0: you said you had a Daniel Jones bit. Go, let's no, go. I'm just saying. L- like, no, dude, this is your opportunity. No, no. When we, start when you start uh, off. With, we go. Oh, you? are you are you gonna set him up? Is that what's going on? I, I have no idea. You're, you're gonna set him no, up. No, but later? I think
3: I think we have a game that we need to talk about. That's the most important one. And I think for you for those of you who don't participate with us on Sundays, we uh, usually gather at Nathaniel's for church, aka. Sundays are for the boys, aka uh, NFL Sunday. Um, Jesus, all so, right. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think like just to set this up. Okay, so we're watching the Chicago game, and like we're all on our phones, and all of a sudden I hear I hear Thomas say like, "Wait, what? Why did like?" And we look at the TV, and Trubisky just had this like like little bitch face on, like like just the most poutiest look. Like his helmet's on, he looks pouty, like Eli usually does, you know, just like resting and. I mean, that's because. Okay, then we look up, we look up, and we see, we Al see Trotz. Nick Foles. We sit, Nick Al, Big Dig Nick outscotts
2: yes. Big Dig Nick,
3: and then we all just start erupting and cheering and clapping, and it celebrating. Was like, it was a moment. I was. don't know if I'll ever forget that. <laughs> it was a, it was a beautiful moment, but uh, <laughs> the dumbest thing to get excited about, we got
0: excited about the Chicago Bears and going to the Super Bowl, baby. And he's the uh, they won that game, not to. Um,
2: you know. 3 well, They're 3 and 0. Dude, serious question, if that offense starts to turn it on, you you definitely don't ever see Trubisky again, but like mm, that's negative, yeah. That's Matt Nagy like saving his job and really big statement on Ryan Pace, like you drafted a crap quarterback and you possibly cost your team several years.
0: Hey. There are how many 3 and 0 teams right now?
2: Uh, Seahawks, Bears, uh, Chiefs, Chiefs. Packers? Packers,
1: Packers. Is that it? And are uh, the Bears
2: your favorite?
1: The uh, Bills. Oh yeah, Bills. yeah. Bills, Bills. are three now. No,
2: no I, I think not. Bills are still my favorite. They just seem like. Of those, really? Yeah.
1: You're saying I, favorite I like as in like the most? The one, the one you think
0: like? you is going to win the Super Bowl? Oh, the I mean, most you got to say
1: the Chiefs. I'm sorry.
2: Okay, I just I like the way I like Bills, the Bills are Bills doing too. right
1: now. Yeah, they, they seem to pull out wins. Looks like has. It taken somewhat of a step back, but from last year. But yeah, they're I feel still like their defense amazing. is going to get it
3: turned on as the league yeah, year no, goes for sure. on. Well, that's a great segue because our first game is the Bills versus the Rams, which uh, the Rams uh, fell to the Bills thirty-two to thirty-five. The Bills improved to three zero. That was one of our uh, teams on that list of you know undefeated teams through our uh, season. And uh, the Rams dropped to two and one. Um, so I was going over some of the uh, some of the box score, and I thought it was interesting that. Uh, the Bills outscored the Rams twenty-one to three in the first half, and then the Rams outscored the Bills twenty-nine to fourteen in the second half. It was like a like a Doctor Jackal and Mister Hyde situation. Wasn't so like, it in like
0: six minutes or something like that? So they the scored the, like the a bunch. So really um, the
3: Rams didn't score their first touchdown until like halfway through the third quarter. Huh. Yeah, and their offense just like lit it up.
2: I Damn. think both those teams are really good teams. Like, I agree. Like, yeah, like yeah, the Rams. I, I really feel like got shut down by the Bills' defense to start it off. And then turn it
3: around.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree.
3: Yeah, it's crazy because I mean, like Brian, like the Rams end up taking the lead in the fourth over the Bills, twenty to thirty-two. But then Josh Allen, Josh Allen with his Josh Allen stuff, uh marches down the field with three minutes left to go, and, and another bad penalty. Well, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. that 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 would have been ball game. But unfortunately, they had another. They had well, not fortunately for them, unfortunately for the Rams, they had a couple more shots on it where they. uh where they landed a uh, touchdown connection to uh, Tyler Croft in the uh, corner of the end zone that sealed the deal. Um, so I have a question for you guys. That y'all were kind of talking about um, before we hopped into this game. If the Bills can improve their pass defense, uh, I think their running defense came into this uh, to this game um, like third in the league. Are they a potential juggernaut to be reckoned with in the AFC for the foreseeable future? Not just this season, but for the foreseeable Um, future? Yeah, I really
0: like their coach. I like what their organization has done. Um, Is the guy named Bean, I think. Not to be confused with your Bean or, you know, a woman's Bean.
1: A human Bean. Yeah,
0: or a small Bean. But um, I think the GM's last name is Bean. I heard this on a podcast earlier today and I was like, that's not Billy Bean. It's not. It's like Michael or Mark Bean, something like that. But um, what they've done in. in upstate new york is fantastic brandon brandon bean i mean just the roster from um top to bottom has been really great the i think biggest thing that no one including myself really saw coming from josh allen is the development that he has shown as a you know new age nfl
2: actually watch the thing about that um apparently he added a a hop in his back leg, which is getting him to uh, actually turn and rotate better, and that's what improved his mechanics so much. Interesting. It's something that a lot of QB coaches, they don't like to teach it, but with a lot of uh, rushing QBs, it's a good thing to have. And like You can clearly see a difference in his accuracy.
0: You mean like out of the pocket? Is that what no, you mean? No,
2: in the pocket. He has a hop to his uh, front leg that prevents his back leg from dragging. When you drag, it can huh. cause your accuracy to be really off
3: so is he having to learn how to pivot that right foot that back foot the plant foot on the follow-through so it's not
2: well because he's having a hop in his left it's causing that right foot to pivot correctly as opposed to what it was previously where the right foot would drag and he wouldn't get square when throwing it
3: interesting very well speaking of josh allen i have a little game for us we can play Ooh, i like games you like games i like games. this is a game of uh game of who you got who you got who you got is josh allen better than these other quarterbacks Ooh. All right. So, this can be a little free for all. We don't have to go too deep into it cuz I got a few of them. So, uh, number 1, are you taking Josh Allen or Dak? Josh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Yeah. Josh Allen. So, it's unanimous. Yes. Yeah, it's Josh Allen. All right. The boys say
1: It's a cl- it's a close one though.
3: Josh Allen. Josh Allen or Carson Wentz? Josh, Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. <laughs> Josh Allen? You a- hey, wait, you wait, asked me last yo. year. You asked me last year, I would have said
0: Carson Wentz, and it wouldn't have been close, dude. This has been a huge, C- yeah, crazy, st- no, I agree,
2: crazy stat line uh, about Carson Wentz. Russell Wilson could throw forty-six interceptions on his next forty-six passes, and he'll still have a better passer rating than Carson Wentz this season. No I shit. love those
1: Please. so much.
3: All right, next Holy on this shit. list, Josh Allen or Kyler Murray? Josh Allen. Kyler uh, Murray. I take Kyler Murray. Yeah. I personally sorry. take Josh Allen. He's just
0: unbelievable. That,
2: that's hard for me. I mean, I I know this week go ahead Brian my only reason is because he has that like prototypical like tall quarterback so the fucker okay yeah Yeah. like Kyler I'm worried about his longevity
3: Uh, I'm talking about like right now though
2: if
1: you had to take somebody for the next two seasons who are you taking I would say the opposite though Brian Uh, oh yeah so for the next two seasons I would probably still take Kyler but I would say like I think Kyler's size like he's gonna stay fast for a long time Josh is gonna at some point slow down and I think Get clunkier. Well, that's why I, I just think he's. I a could better see talent. him being
2: a decent po- pocket passer, yeah. and I'm yeah. more worried about just Kyler getting injured. Uh, get you I've, saying, seen, yeah. I've seen I've yeah. seen
0: Kyler make throws. I just like yeah, it's yeah. the same thing this with week. Russell Wilson. He's got and, Mahomes, uh, Mahomes. Mahomes. That baseball arm shit, dude. with uh, yeah, like
1: Lamar's it's running ability. Yeah, like it's speed. it's unbelievable.
3: Next up, we got two more on this list. Okay. So uh, are you taking Josh Allen or Cam Newton? I'm taking Josh Allen. This is funny. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Please don't do it to me. So Josh Allen or Daniel Jones? Please don't Josh do this. Come on. Josh Allen. On Josh Allen. On Josh
1: Allen. On Josh Allen. Weren't they drafted in the same draft Josh or no? Allen? Hey. So. Uh,
2: no.
0: Okay. Thomas,
1: I had a question for you. I this fucking is, hate this podcast. If quit. we had to, if you had to come up with a new nickname now for Daniel Jones, what would what would it be?
0: I don't care to
1: do this why not, i just said let's not call him danny dimes anymore i'm, like,
0: I'm not calling him that okay who's calling him that
1: it's not I, me can i give you a couple of nicknames no and we'll see if you like him
0: i guess okay you're gonna tell me anyway
1: but danny pennies oh
0: god that's not even clever
1: okay how about danny deficit <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> what is he a right-wing politician what are you talking about <laughs> Continue?
1: Yeah, those, those, those are the were, only those two the you the only had. two came up. I I came up with them a couple minutes ago. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Moving on next. Danny, we we got <laughs> give me a break. We got Cowboys no, that, versus. That's not
2: good for the Giants. <laughs> they they have a lot of those.
3: Oh my shots God. fired. All right, let's stop shitting on Thomas you guys talk to me when you can get a Super Bowl <laughs> in a decade a century. All right. Moving Nobody
1: on that team played in that God. Super Bowl at the moment.
3: It's actually true. No way. Yeah. All right, moving on. We got Cowboys versus Seahawks. Uh 38-31 Seahawks. Cowboys dropped to 1 and 2. Seahawks improved to 3 and 0. Oh. Um yeah, quite frankly, I think uh we were all kind of talking after this game. Uh, you know, we we shouldn't have really been in this game. Our our defense um came up with a couple of key plays that kept deep. one of them kept DK Metcalf from scoring a touchdown when Diggs punched that ball out. So it should have been uh, that was funny. another at least six. That's pretty funny up there. Uh, a couple key updates. Uh, Chris Carson had a mild uh, sprain. It came back. Uh, m- m- MRI came back uh, negative. Tristan Hill beef. Oh, it has arisen after a video shows Hill twisting. Hill's, oh yeah, uh, yeah I saw about leg. this. The fuck what, what Tristan kinda, Hill. What kind of yeah. um, some dirty shit? What was that man. called? It's a gator roll. Yeah, fuck that. yeah. Pete Carroll uh, erupted. Like Pete Carroll was hot, hot, hot. Um, not happy. Uh, Jamal Adams also has a first degree growing strain. Um, I don't know what that means, but growing,
1: yeah, growing, growing, yeah, growing. growing, strain. Not growing. He's a growing, growing, boy.
3: growing.
0: He's a growing, boy. growing, 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 strain. He's, he's
3: strained from growing. Uh, Pete Carroll, uh, came out today and said that this is, ca- came out today. <laughs> uh, Carroll uh, <laughs> said that, uh, this is a day to day issue. Um, it's just going to be an like ongoing, uh, being, being monitored. So keep an eye out for that. Um, and then Russell Wilson, five touchdown passes, just doing some Russell Wilson stuff. Should have had six, yep. Yeah, it's just, yeah. The, the the guy's on a, on a you know, he, he's going out for that MVP campaign, and I, I hope he uh, keeps on playing that way so he can get what's due. Um, Let's talk, can we talk about that real quick?
0: Go for it. What's up? The Russell Wilson never got an MVP vote thing. I think he's fucking stupid. I okay, agree. last year, would you have voted Russell Wilson for the MVP? No, you would have not. I You're taking Russell Wilson over Lamar Jackson last year.
2: I don't like the idea of a unanimous votes, personally, but you, yeah. But
0: would you have voted Russell Wilson over no. Lamar? Okay, all right, year before that, Pat Mahomes. Would you have voted for Pat Mah- or for Russell Wilson over Pat no. Mahomes that year? What was the year before that?
2: Okay, it's the same thing that happened to Drew Brees during Tom Brady and Peyton Manning's exactly. race. It's going to happen. There's always going to be a player that seems like they're overshadowed. It's whether or not they're going to make that step up to be even more elite or not. It was not. just a big
0: fucking deal for, like... It felt like all last week, and I'm like, "Come on, give me a break." Controversy sells. Like he's a great player, we all know that. We don't need to, you know, make him feel bad because he didn't get an MVP vote. It's,
2: Controversy sells. Yeah,
0: that's true. It's Colin Cowherd you kind of pan- deal, pandering kind of thing. Yeah, no, it's just Colin Cowherd bullshit. Yeah. that's just I hate that kind of talk talking radio. points. Yeah, yeah. It's just anyway,
1: like what we're doing right now. <laughs> yeah, but we're sensible, dude. We're undisputed. Know, sometimes yeah.
3: un- unbiased, Shannon Sharp, and Skip Bayless. Is that what that show is? Yes. yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: fucking hate that show. I hate all those fucking I w- shows. I was man.
1: literally watching a compilation of the other day of just A compilation? A, co- a compilation. <laughs> oh. Of just people owning Skip Bayless. Richard Mark, Sherman. Mark no, Cuban, no, Richard no. Sherman. My turn. My turn. My yeah, turn. N-
2: the Richard Sherman one is oh, one of my favorite. Richard of all Sherman. Time.
1: It was hilarious. Whoever
0: the guy is, Max Kellerman? Holy shit. He is maybe the worst one. He literally always just plays devil's advocate and makes the most ridiculous things. The guy with
3: Skip Bayless? Yeah, no, yeah, the no,
0: guy, uh, no, the guy was Stephen A.
3: Oh, uh, Stephen A. Yeah, yeah, Stephen A. Sorry, Skip Bayless. Right, yeah, right, he's, right.
0: Oh my god.
3: I think we've seen a couple of videos back and forth. They're just like, oh. like this is shock jockey shit that he doesn't there know anything one. about. There's no stats. He just says random crap to get a. Because the famous that's one what was d- like he's I, I,
2: wanting to get Stephen A. To just blow up
3: or that's
1: yeah. The, I mean that's the same thing Skip does honestly. He, yeah, he it's exact same thing. Re- Ridiculous! Like we're all talking about it. Yeah, so, I true. doing yeah. his job. You know, yeah.
0: the ridiculous one that's famous, I think, at least for basketball fans, was um, like a couple of years ago. Someone was like, "Oh, if you had the last shot, um, who on the Golden State Warriors would you let take it?" And he was like, "You know, gun to my head, you know, gotta make it or I, or I die or something like that. I'm taking Iguadala. I'm like, no, you're not. No, you're not.
3: <laughs> on that note, you're um, stupid." <laughs> To so wrap <laughs> Jesus Fucking okay. so stupid. So to wrap, to wrap up the uh, Cowboy Seahawks talk um, Dallas's offensive line is in trouble. Um, no, no Tyron Smith. Lyle Collins is still dealing with some some injuries that he suffered during a car accident and he can't get in shape to play. We have a rookie center and we got Joe Looney pulling at the right guard uh, and it, I think it shows that I know Seattle's defense is really, really good. They're um, sound on the second and third level. They're good and not on the defensive line. Yeah, no. defensive line is just well, I mean, subpar. they subpar. Their their linebacking core, but I think, knows how to close mean, gaps and it shows because Zeke only had 34 rushing yards off of 14 attempts and we just started chunking the ball. Jamal yeah. Adams
1: is basically an all-time blitzer. Well, like he, he's, 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 he's basically play, playing hardly. as he's ba- he's basically playing as a linebacker. Just playing the right. Tyron and Matthew. But like, he, he yeah. was he, yeah. he
3: was pretty he wasn't really a, a, a huge like conduit in that game though because he, he was, was just he was rushing. Yeah, but he left the game he was playing. He yeah. was
1: rushing Dak constantly. Yeah,
3: yeah. Um. So, and then uh, Zeke had 12 receiving targets, and he only caught the ball six times, and I, I lost count at how many balls he dropped, and that was infuriating.
2: Not even including the drop balls. Zeke
3: has looked off this whole entire season starting off. You think so?
1: Yeah. He looked. I mean, he I looked, looked
3: pretty good the first two weeks. Yeah. I think this la- I he think had moments, last week, was he, he gla- looked mentally checked out.
1: He had glaring – I mean, he did, too, in, in certain parts of both those games – uh, all three games, but he has just like his glaring fuck ups are like glaring, you yeah. know.
2: It's at the most inopportune time. Exactly,
1: it kills drives. It, yeah.
3: I also want to give uh, some praise to uh, Cedric Wilson. Uh, he's he was uh, activated off the practice squad, and he came up and had five receptions for 107 yards, a little bit over 20 yards of catch, and two TDs. So, um, good job. Hopefully, who's, who's he you play for. For the Cowboys. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, yeah, Cowboys uh, receiver that got called up off the practice no. squad and got to ball out. Pardon my ignorance. Bitch, we ain't giving praise this year. Huh? So, uh, right. well, <laughs> Alden we Smith sh- we leading be... the league in sacks. Too. That's my next question. Okay, boys. So Alden S- Alden Smith had three sacks, four solo tackles on the day. If he keeps this up, is he the NFL's. Uh, comeback player of the year. Absolutely. He oh, could, shit. Yeah, He yeah, could yeah. potentially be oh,
2: man. defensive player of the year as well. If you keep up that kind of sack total, yeah. I
1: Especially mean, with how I'd, many I'd like big-time defensive players are out, too.
0: I always lean against uh, an offensive player like Ben Roethlisberger. But, yeah, sure, that's a pretty cool story. I mean, was the last time he fucking played?
3: Five years ago. Shit,
0: yeah, that's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, I'm, well. I'm curious what it's going to look like whenever Randy Gregory comes back because that defensive line goes from already a little scary to really scary on passes. It could be a game-changer, man. And actually, Randy Ger- Gregory's really get good against the run as well. Oh, yeah,
3: he's, 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 he can play that outside linebacker all and D-end spot, and he knows how to contain and, and hit those gaps, and I I'm I agree. I'm really excited to see when he gets back and see what they can do together playing on the opposite end of the ball or stacking one side and trying to do some cross stuff. So Can we talk about fun. a team that actually has a chance at winning the Super Bowl? Uh, Any given wow. Sunday.
1: So you're saying neither the Seahawks nor the Cowboys.
0: You guys are just talking about the Cowboys.
1: you well, we were right, finishing up the part.
0: I just want to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, but we're, can we're you go there? ahead and right, can cool.
1: you go ahead and give? You have to admit though, a team that is so bad, a defensively and B with a shit offensive line. Dak was not the problem in that game, and the fact that you're the fact that you're going. I mean, we're all the three of us are Cowboys fans. If you if the Giants were good, we'd talk about them somewhat too, uh, or you'd want to talk about. I was about them. to
2: say that's all you'd want to talk about. Yeah, no, I wouldn't do that. But
1: the fact that we lost it. by by one possession against the best team in the NFC is, I mean, you got to give Dak a little bit of credit that that game was not his fault at all.
0: I didn't say anything negative about Dak. I just want to talk about Kansas City Chiefs.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But that's not next. Huh. Okay. Yes. Well, you're looking to, at the docket. You have right? to wait for a little oh. bit because we
3: have. Uh, oh, you're right. I'm sorry. We got Saints versus Packers next. Uh, yeah. Uh, Packers win 37-30. Packers improve to three and zero. Saints fall to one and two. Um, so here's here's a take: is the offense doesn't look flat. New Orleans offense doesn't look flat. It's just missing a little spark. How much does Michael Thomas's absence have an effect on the Saints' efficiency schematically? What do you want, like fifty oh, uh, yeah. percent? I mean I wouldn't say fifty percent. I don't know like how creation. much of it is.
1: I don't know how much of it is. Uh, I think part of it's Michael Thomas's absence. Absence. I think part of it's like I don't know how how much Breeze lost a step. To. I
2: don't feel like it was really that much of Breeze. Yeah, I get that Alvin Kamara kind of carried him and all that, but like I feel like that was a game until that Taysom Hill fumble, and then it just turned on its head. Like at I that think... point, that was game over.
0: Yeah, he he um statistically like the analytics showed that um they had a chance they had like a higher chance of winning the game than losing the game until that happened and then it was like a probability of like 7% that they would win the game. After it. He yeah.
1: But part of it what my point was part of it is uh, like the advanced analytics show too like uh, I don't remember exactly what it is but he, his uh his metrics beyond 20 yards is compared lot. to last year are like night and day. It's, like, yeah. it's bad. And a lot of that has to do with Michael Thomas, yes. But yeah. he does have other competent receivers. I but mean, he's Michael been... Thomas obviously garners, you know, number one CB, if not double coverage and opens up opportunities mm-hmm. for everybody else too. But, he, I mean, he's just also another beast. Yeah. But uh, the some of the like uh, tight window stats and uh, down the field stats for Breeze, or, like, they don't look good.
2: Should. I would have to look at the tight window ones, but I was I was going to say, like, I know the deep ball isn't there for him. He used to have it, and he doesn't anymore, but Sean Payton is definitely an offensive mind that plans around that. Yeah. So that's why I was like, that's not that huge of a deal. But if the tight window is going down too, then, yeah, that's starting to become an issue.
1: And honestly, I mean, why do you need to? Like, Kamara's having, like, a CMC start to his season, you know? like yeah. Yeah. He's looking like he did his rookie season, and the season after that, like, he's just – He's looking awesome.
3: Speaking of Kamara, do you want to play a little bit of uh, Kamara trivia real quick? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd love to.
1: Sweet. Okay.
3: So, last night, oh. there were 58 plays ran. Wait, well, That was Sunday night. I apologize. Sunday night, there was 58 plays ran by uh, the Saints offense. How many of those 58 did Kamara touch the ball? 41. Brian? I'm going to say 72%.
2: Okay.
1: Nate? Uh, I I think I saw something. Similar. I think it's like sixty something percent. I think it's like I'm gonna say sixty five percent.
0: This is usage stats. This is like basketball stuff. I'm gonna say um eighty five percent of how how like uh,
3: out of those plays how 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 many much, of how them? many he, about he touches touched. percentage or how much like how how many tu- percentage or how many touches he had touch
1: to snap or touch to overall plays overall plays yeah sixty five percent
3: okay so you're sticking with okay I'm, I'm saying eighty five percent so um. Aaron's like these are all really high. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the fifty-eight plays, um, Kamara touched the ball in terms of rushing and receiving nineteen times for a total of one hundred and ninety-seven yards. So about you know twenty percent. <laughs> how much? W- how much of the
2: yardage did he gain though?
3: Uh, it was. Uh, so I so was close. So like yards or like that. So the, the the total yards for the Saints and that includes like punt and kick uh, was three hundred and ninety-seven. Um. So he. He <laughs> he accounted for a good chunk of that. He accounted
2: for over half of
3: that. Exactly. Yeah. And if
2: you take out the punt and kick, he accounted for
3: seventy two percent. Yeah. So I mean, I meant inter- like not in overall production, but times he touched the ball yeah. is what I was. Yeah. But the man's out here hitting home runs. So uh, last question on this game, then we'll move on to our final game, Thomas. Um, are the are Yay. the are, are the Green Bay Packers? I have a story about this. Are the are the Green Bay Packers the king of the North, the NFC North, or? Um, or will the 3-0 and Nick Foles Chicago Bears give them a run for their money? Fuck no.
2: I think that defense, back to what I was saying at the beginning of the year, Chicago's defense is actually a lot better than people are giving it credit for. I'm not necessarily saying they're going to make a run for it, but that defense is scarier than people are making it out to be.
0: Dude, the Packers did this without their best receiver, and they, uh-huh. they kicked the Saints' ass. Do you think the uh-huh. Bears are better than the Saints?
2: Yeah, I think so, actually. Okay. Saints have been struggling – on both sides of the ball.
0: I'm going to disagree.
1: Well, one that's okay. One and You're going to disagree that they've been struggling or disagree that they're I I'm going to disagree
0: that, that the Bears are better than oh, the Saints. Okay. Yeah. I just
3: all right. I'm right now, not
1: We maybe. reject your reality and substitute our own.
3: That's okay. Final game for Thomas. We'll, we'll see. The game of the week that he's been wanting to discuss I, so heavily. But can I say, can I tell a story? Because I was playing your
0: brother in fantasy football. Yeah.
2: yeah. No one cares about fantasy.
0: And uh, the end of the game. So I have two players playing last night. I have uh, Hollywood Brown and Tyreek Hill. And then your brother has got Butker or whatever, the kicker. Yeah for uh Kansas City and so but looker right. our I prices need, have never been I need lower touchdowns from Pat Mahomes I can't <laughs> allow field goals because you know they're going to score no field goals I can't have it because I'm down 20 points to start this game right the end of the game I am up two and a half points okay and there's a moment where the the Chiefs have already won the game but they get to like the 30 yard line and I'm like and it's fourth and one I'm like please don't I think Bucker missed a couple it. things too. He Just only missed go one. for it, please. Okay. Yeah, he missed a field uh or an extra point. I was like, please don't please don't kick a field goal. I was
1: literally sitting there and I actually <laughs> I wanted Thomas to win because
0: Garris know. two and oh. Yeah. 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 Now he's two and one. And I'm one and two.
1: So you, you got the dub. <laughs> I
0: got the dub. Come I, job, I literally
1: texted him right then. I was yeah, like I was like I was like, dude, you almost lost that game. I, <laughs> I was like, he kicked that field goal. You would have lost by point five.
0: I know. <laughs> It was like a chip shot. It would have been like automatic points, but oh. they decided to go yeah, for it. And the then.
1: 30-yard line still like a 47-yard well, f- field goal. But.
3: Thomas, congratulations. I know it's the first two weeks were kind of rough. Sh- and I'm, I'm happy for you that you pulled out for that, man. My
0: third overall pick and my favorite player. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a
3: victorious week for Thomas May. <laughs> it was great. It
0: was two and a half points.
3: So we got we got our last game here. And if you haven't like caught on yet, it is the Chiefs versus uh, the Ravens. Uh, Chiefs take the dub 34-20. And uh, so I got a, a few stats, and then I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about this for a second. But uh, the Chiefs put up 517 yards of total production compared to 220, 228 yards for the Ravens. Lamar Jackson throws for 97 yards and one TD. Mahomes goes for 385 and four. So I, I, I had a thought. I was thinking that this might be a preview for an AFC championship, and I thought, quite frankly, that the Ravens would have like come out and kind of stomped is the this, Chiefs. Is this
2: at the point that it's a monkey on the back situation for Lamar Jackson?
3: I, I don't think so. I, I, mean, I, th- I think they've
2: played three times now. Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes, and
3: Patrick Mahomes has won every one of those. I I I think it might it might have been a, a, a this was a good stage for them to set a competitive rivalry, and I think after after this this fa- this matchup, if they do go to the AFC Championship game and they lose again hypothetically, then it becomes an issue.
0: Look, like, going forward, we'd like to. Boost this up as um, Manning versus Brady. It just yeah, isn't not. yet. Everybody, it hasn't that, and That's why yeah, Lamar's
1: not getting not. criticism from like national media because they are trying to push that narrative. Yeah. And
3: it's 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 too premature. It's I think it's. Way but I'm saying really they're, they're even... trying
1: to make that happen. And right. I don't think it's gonna happen. Like Lamar looked awful last night. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah he I looked,
2: think the Chiefs just dominated.
1: They yeah. did, but yeah. out coached, outplayed. But, but no, I'm saying, like, for the throws he should have made. For this, some of the decisions he made, like he just he looked awful in the pocket when he was in it. When he escaped, it was scrambling, and then usually, I mean, this kind of sacks that I wasn't expecting him to get, like he was getting. Chris Jones know? is in his fucking face yeah. the
0: whole game, yeah.
2: And his players were dropping balls on top of that, yeah. So it was yeah. just not working.
1: But he, yep. I mean, he made some boneheaded throws too that were like
2: a couple um, that should
0: have been picked off. I I recall, yeah, yep, absolutely. and it was just. Yeah, it didn't look good, but it's okay.
3: I think regardless of the outcome, I think it's it's um, it's fun to watch two teams, two young teams that have accrued um, you know, top NFL talent, and I'm, I'm sure that both teams will go on and, and have a couple highs and a couple lows. And this is definitely one of the Ravens' lows, and I think it's a learning moment, and they might make some adjustments, or they are going to make some adjustments, and uh, you know, see what happens next. But uh, that's it for me with football. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for playing some games. Very much. I fucking love games, like Like Among Us. I think uh, we're about to go over to uh, (laughs) Among Us. We're gonna go over to uh, Doctor Owen for the cross-check hockey update, and uh, I know that it's 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 been a. I I think this has been one of the most exciting seasons for you because there was a lot of change, a lot of dualation with with the Dallas Stars and with hockey in general, adapting for COVID. Which and,
2: big shout out! Like Gary Bettman did a
3: great job. Big shout job. out to
2: COVID. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Like did no, a for great job. <laughs> Operations just yeah.
3: transitioning and yeah.
2: Yeah, great job.
3: There won't be a bubble
2: this upcoming season. They've already announced that, and so it's going to be interesting going forward.
3: So after after this uh, upsetting defeat, I, we talked a little bit on the patio, and you were you had nothing but praise to say that you were really ecstatic to see the stars make. You know they, they they fired a coach, then they hired somebody that hasn't really had the most you we're, know we're prestigious gonna, track record. We're
2: going to see if um. Bonus wants to stick around like uh, he has said this has been one of his like best coach head coaching experiences and he's not someone who really cares for the head coaching job I would have no problems if he decides to step down to the defensive assistant again but that's up to him like uh, if he wants the head coaching job he's gonna get it Um, I kind of want to see what a good coach coming in who can change up a little bit on our uh, offensive side can do but That's just going forward. Um, Speaking of last night's Kansas City-Baltimore game, uh, Kansas City just outright dominated, and Tampa did the exact same thing to the Stars. Both those games were not boring per se. It was just you knew which team was going to win. Like uh, Tampa, I want to say 10 minutes in, got the first goal off a really good play by Braden Point, and it was like, okay, one goal we can come back from and then in the second they scored their second and it really felt backbreaking especially the way the stars were playing it was very very mild like they weren't shooting that much it it just seemed like we had given it our all already and to ask for another game after this was just too much
3: what do you think what do you think then what what key additions do we need to make in the offseason for us to 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 be at the same level if not exceed what we did this past season to I
2: have to really look at the free agency I don't think there's I don't think there's many that we should like go after. I really think this needs to be a bigger youth movement. Keep some of these great, um, like older guys like Pavelski. I would like to keep Perry, but that's most likely not happening. Uh, You know, keep Sagan, keep all these guys around. Most of these guys are under contract and we are going to keep them around, but don't try to trade them off and sort of promote some of these young guys and get them in a experienced locker room just so they can go forward. Um, Trade off or, cut people like Ian mark in my opinion like I love Ian mark he's a great player he has great hustle he has stone hands we need offense at this point
3: yeah I think um, you know I don't I don't follow hockey as avidly as you do but listening to to radio um, I, I heard throughout the whole playoff push that people were just raving about the youth on this team just raving about them that they that they literally stepped up and that's they pulled this team to where they were able to contend and then also go to the Stanley Cup yeah, so I mean
2: we had a ridiculous re- ridiculous amount of injuries or even people that opted out like uh I think it's something like four or five of our uh six defenders or top seven were injured. Uh and on offense we had a lot we were missing our like shutdown centerman and uh Fox for this Stanley Cup finals and I think that's huge. Like if you have that kind of a player he shuts down think of him as a shutdown corner. You're, okay. taking receiver, you're taking out the best receiver, you're taking out the best
0: Goal scorer, yeah, right. goal yeah, scorer, yeah. and just so if he's back in, you think they win?
2: I don't necessarily think that. It just okay. it changes the, the how the game's played. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, and basically so, our whole entire penalty kill unit, our top line was dead, so that that's why our power play looked really bad. Like hundred percent, this series was down to special teams, and we got outplayed. And part of that is
3: we didn't have our penalty killers there f- through injuries.
0: Fucking kicking game, damn.
3: When is uh so um you have did you, before I ask you this do you have anything else that you wanted to add for your for you a hockey update or any insights or? Um,
2: Tampa did exactly what I thought at the beginning of the season they were my uh Stanley Cup pick just because they reminded me so much of the 95 Detroit Red Wings where they won 62 uh regular season games and then proceeded to lose in the playoffs and then um uh, they actually got to the Stanley Cup and lost but uh or no, they got to the Western Conference Final, sorry, and lost. Um, but Tampa went through, you know, some heartbreak last year, getting swept out of the first round, and um, they came in and they, they were dedicated to winning this cup, and
3: they got there. You think after that, that of course after Game One, that's going to put some fire under your ass. What was it, four to one, Game One?
2: Game One, we won. Yeah, yeah, before,
3: yeah. yeah. Stars, stars came I, in hot, I, and you think that probably just like
2: I think that was our. That was our that was our push that was the last of our like energy and all that at that point because Tampa answered that immediately, and then game three and four game three and four or two and three were the ones that lost us the series in my opinion four was difficult I think both agree that refing wasn't great, but I don't blame it like you're you had you deal with the hand that you're dealt so we shouldn't have been making those boneheaded mistakes um, I'm interested what hockey's gonna have next season, especially with a much uh, much shorter offseason. Like we just went through a grueling bubble, and like all of you asked me, "Hey, do you think the stars will go back?" And I'm
3: sitting here like, "Dude, it's two months off now. Like that's all they get. Like that's a big ask." So two months until they report back for I guess training camp, and Wait, then you see
0: the lightning same deal? Lightning don't care, especially
3: because they're about to blow up a lot of it.
0: Oh really? Oh, yeah, shit. they,
2: they have, they're right up against the cap. Okay. Yeah, so I mean. Don't care, one cup is basically their their m- mantra. Just
0: like the Raptors last year. And like the yeah. Stars,
2: I'm not worried. We have plenty of like cap space. We have a lot of people that we're going to have to assign, but um, it's just one of those next season is going to be a tough ask.
0: Well, um, that was the cross check with uh, Brian Owen. And I got one last thing. The Dallas Stars, they tried to figure out how lightning works, and then it struck them.
3: literally the best Dallas team in nine years. <laughs> Nevertheless, a uh, very I'm impressive push. Um, very happy that... Yeah, dude. Yeah. Stars. Sorry, buddy. Whatever Coming up next, is. we uh, got Nathaniel for our dingers and piss missiles baseball uh, session. What's a piss missile? Piss missiles uh, are when you fucking it, hit line drives on yeah. the fucking
1: third base line, motherfucker. Oh. It's not quite a home run, but it's like a screamer. Got it. Okay. It's, we're talking like tear the cover off the face kind of thing.
3: I yeah. Hate
0: Nathaniel, who's your favorite team in the baseballs?
1: In the base in the in the baseballs? Like, like overall?
0: Dodgers. Is that is that still who you think is uh the best team right now?
1: Uh well not uh, so let me Are you hold, gonna get into it? Okay, yeah. sorry.
0: Yeah. I gotta have the lead, my bad. Yeah. You get it? Like a lead off?
2: Yeah. You I get know. it? Yeah. It's a baseball thing. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs>
3: So
1: right. yeah, so the playoffs are a little bit different this year. Kind of interesting just because of COVID. Uh so normally, you know, there's a division winner, two wild card teams that battle off for a uh um you know, over one game to be that fourth team in each league uh that plays in the in the divisional series. So this year with the all the COVID madness, uh each division has two top teams that win so first place and second place make it in the playoffs, and then two wild card teams. And this year they're playing wild card series. So the first week is eight round. teams in each in each league, sixteen teams total, and they're playing three game series. And then it goes into the divisional rounds are five games. Uh, so already we started the AL ALD uh, AL wild card series today. Uh, Houston already beat uh the twins Ugh. i know Ugh. the Asterix. yeah the white Sox beat the uh i thought the astros the a's. got kicked out of baseball I know. they yeah, should've should have been, have been should have been flogged uh, the, like they uh
0: did the uh like they did the trash cans exactly yeah
1: i will say though yeah anyway tampa bay beat uh the blue jays and at the moment as we are recording this uh cleveland and new york are playing um Wait, tomorrow your team yankees oh okay the American League, New York team. The
0: Mets? They're not in the playoffs? No,
1: they are not. <laughs> they actually they ve- were very close to making it. Really? Yeah. They oh, almost, they almost the Mets popped it shit. on the wild card. But uh, in the tomorrow, NL series will be uh, Dodgers, Brewers, San Diego, uh, St. Louis, Cubs and Marlins, and Atlanta, and the Reds. Uh, I think everybody can agree. The AL is pretty weak this year. Everybody can agree the Dodgers are probably the favorites, but uh, San Diego and Atlanta, to me, are, like, freaking awesome. And also, on the AL side, Tampa Bay, Minnesota, and the Yankees all have a uh, pretty good chance, too. I'm really hoping for, personally, a... Tampa? No, a Cubs-White Sox World Series. I think that would be... Dude, everybody would love that. That would be freaking amazing. Never happened in history, and it would be yeah Who would win that crosstown crosstown uh, matchup? America Cubs, would win that. Oh, well, I don't know. White Sox. So to me, the White Sox, uh, the White Sox and the Padres are like the young dark horses. Cool. Right now, and they both look. I mean, they're going to be great for the next several years. Uh, Does Mark Burley win-
3: still pitch for the White Sox? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Frank Thomas is the first baseman. I didn't oh, get this <laughs>
3: joke. <laughs> I, I think I think Mark Broly was with them on their '04 yeah. World Series, right? Yeah, he was, yeah. 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 Yes. So <laughs> what? So
1: like, so, I was in. So you said, grade. you said you said Paul, Paul Conerco too.
3: Your two your two young stud dark horse teams are San, so uh,
1: white White Sox and uh, San Diego.
3: Sandy, who are, who are, San, San Diego, who are who's San Diego going up with?
1: They're go, uh, the Cardinals. Cardinals. Okay. So I think they have they're the fourth fourth and fifth uh, seeds respectively. Um, do we all hate the Cardinals? Is that just a No, thing? I don't hate the Cardinals. I
0: hate the Cardinals. I
2: do because of 2012. Yeah, I I mean, I've always hated them. 2012.
0: I hated them before that. When we lost. 2011. Uh, 2011.
2: Was it not played in 2012? It played in
1: 2011.
3: Okay, whatever. Same thing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We hate the uh, athletics because of 2012.
3: Whose offense is more high-powered between S- uh, San Diego and St. <coughs> oh, Louis? S-
1: San Diego, 100%. It but is, the – the, the, uh, St. Louis has a really good pitching staff. That's really my good next bo- question: really Is it what's
3: team. their pitching situation? Is it?
1: Yeah, but um, I mean, really, the only and this is one thing that I think is garbage. I I don't believe that teams that are under 500 should make it into the postseason, and this is what this new system has allowed. Is this like, just a
3: temporary measure? Or is this going to be is, a full on effect this, for? It's for no, COVID-19. this is just for COVID. Yeah.
1: yeah, but like the Houston finished with a below 500 record. Marlins finished with a below 500 record. The Brewers finished with a below 500 record. Like, I don't think that those teams deserve to be in the playoffs. How many
2: teams from other divisions were above 500, though?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, they would have made it in a wild card spot, right?
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So,
1: yeah. No, I mean, like, it's because of the number they let in literally uh, more than half of the teams in baseball made it into the postseason.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's how, like, Montreal made it to the actual Stanley Cup playoffs. Like, yeah, I just
1: – I don't I don't think it – to me, it doesn't scream, like, I get it. It makes it competitive. It makes it interesting. Like, there's a possibility that a team that – like, if the freaking Marlins won the World Series, finishing with a below 500 record, like, it would be insane. It, yeah. I think the idea but,
2: behind it is, like, that this play-in round or whatever you guys call it is – it's making up for those games missed.
1: 100%. I agree with that. I get it. I, I just <clears> – <throat> It's weird, you know, like this is a very unprecedented playoff bracket, a very uh, unprecedented season, like this hasn't happened since like the 90, 93 uh, strike, you know, so it's just, it's super odd, and I don't necessarily, uh, I don't think three games is enough. For to, like, I would be really pissed off if I was the number one seed playing against the number one eight seed that finished below 500. And it was three games that determined, like,
2: Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> yeah. Our Pittsburgh Penguins. Sorry. That's what just happened to them this year.
1: Like, it, it would just be heartbreaking. Yeah. They, all it
2: takes is, like, two really good starts from an ace. Yeah. But, uh, I wanted to ask, uh, because I just now noticed that they're in the playoffs. I obviously, you have the Braves probably beating them, but how did, how did Cincy, are they an up and coming team?
1: Yeah. Uh, Somewhat. So they made some. They made some good. They made some good trade moves. Because uh, two Trevor, years ago
2: they were horrible.
1: Yeah, their pitching this year is freaking insane. Though. I know Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer is having like he, he probably deserves to win the NL Cy Young. Mm. Um, and then they had somebody else. I forgot his name. Um, but they have two like ace starting pitchers, and then their bullpen has been insane. But they 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 have some pretty good pieces. Uh, like. On offense, too. Some young guys that are like. Someone up. who
2: didn't pay attention because of the whole, you know, hockey being played right now. Um, how's Joey Votto doing? Because, I mean, that's lo- my tie to the Reds. Like, I've always loved Joey so, Votto.
1: So, yeah. So I didn't pay attention throughout the season that much. I know he started off terribly. Like. Okay. I, I didn't know, know he's, he he's still in the league. He's no, getting he up is. there in age. He is. But he's. I'd have to pull up baseball reference. I but, mean, for uh, the
2: longest time, he was the most consistent hitter in
3: baseball.
1: Yeah. And he, his. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. Um, yeah, he didn't do great. Negative point two WAR. Oh, that, that hurts me. He still finished with a plus uh, one ten OPS plus. Um, How many plate appearances did he have this season? Was he limited? He played in, in he in played in fifty four of the sixty games. So okay, so did, I mean, he was given he, opportunities. Yeah, two twenty six, three fifty four, four forty six. So you see that disparity between the two twenty six, three fifty four, like his OBP was still up there, like, Mm. Joey Votto, OPB, but he has a career, 419. So, obviously, he had, like, a super down year, but he's a Hall of Famer, regardless. Uh, I don't think he's taking, like, a Miguel Miguel Cabrera, like, decline, like, falling off a cliff in his career kind of thing. Or Albert Pujols. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's basically it. You know, obviously, it's, like, the first day of the playoffs. I'm really hoping for – I would be happy seeing the Dodgers – you know, real winning, quick. I'll be yeah, happy oh, seeing.
2: Uh, yeah. No. Real quick. Gun to head. What's your world series picks?
1: Gun to head. Like what like what, what I want. You think, or, who who's you your AL versus happen. NL? Who do I think is going wh- yeah, to, who gonna, do you
2: think? And give us both. Yeah. Who do you think? And also who do you want? Or you well, already, said you, said you already you, gave me you who you, do you want. want. Yeah. Chicago yeah, so, versus Chicago.
1: Yeah. Chicago versus Chicago was what I really want. What I, f- I think it's, I think it's probably going to end up being Tampa Bay versus Dodgers. I think the one seeds in each of the leagues are going to actually end up being there because they have the most well-rounded teams that like some teams, you know, you can rely uh, for playoffs. Like once you get outside of using your, uh, your like two top starters, you just fall off a cliff for those, the rest of those games. And you can, you know, they can end up being a, uh, you know, considering it a loss but they have like both great pitching staffs across the board and their bullpens are insane and their offenses are ridiculous so you know what's funny
3: about tampa bay so with covid um with the amount of fans they draw to the stands you know without covid (laughs) I don't think it's really going to affect attendance. Yeah, no. They're basically yeah. – every game has been a home game. <laughs> it's just going to – it's
1: been the same yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, 100%. So,
2: you were talking about how AL is really weak. Like, you don't think there's a dark horse out of them because you said your dark horses right now are Atlanta and
1: San no, Diego. No, my dark, my dark horse was uh, the White Sox.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, so they're, they're actually – They're
1: one of them. Yeah, like, if for – I mean, like, the Yankees are a five seed.
3: Like, I, I do think there's
1: there's good teams in the in the – al i just think like the the parody like it's not there like it's i think it's uh more of an nl nl is probably favored to win the world series uh but i mean i could see i could see cleveland i could see new york i could see the white Sox, i could see tampa bay like those are the possibly the a's but i don't think the a's are there real yet side
2: question real quick is this World Series finally going to have whoever has the best record? They're going to be the home team? Like, I know home team doesn't matter. Yeah, it
1: started last year. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Thank God. Last so year or the year before. All-Star thing, yeah. game I think no longer last matters. Year. I think I yeah. remember
0: that. Yeah, yeah, I always hated yeah, that. Yeah, they did away with that. Yeah, that was stupid. Uh, yeah. it made, I understand the sentiment to make the... Uh, it made it like interesting. ...the All-Star game interesting. It started... Cause I did watch the All-Star game.
1: It started originally before, like, the... I, was, I think I was talking to Aaron about this the other night, but, yeah... Um, pre maybe it wasn't until like the mid 80s that the AL and NL they never did interleague games at all and the first time AL and NL would meet was in the World Series and so that was a thing to make it kind of fun and interesting but I mean Hmm. personally now it doesn't make any sense
2: yeah personally I would always watch the all-star game just because I feel like out of all the sports it's the most like competitive all-star
0: it event. is absolutely yeah (laughs) I mean the NBA is kind of fun because of all the um uh, alley-oops and shit like that but it's a joke and then the NFL one's an absolute yeah. joke
1: The to me the most fun thing about the MLB All-Star is always the Home Run Derby Home Run Derby
3: mm-hmm. absolutely
1: yeah.
3: and the skills challenge
1: yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. That's my <laughs> that, that's my favorite thing about the NFL dude, though.
0: Yeah. That actually made I actually watch that. I don't watch the actual I game. don't watch yeah. I yeah, love the QB cares. skills challenge the target. So hit. Cool. Yeah, yeah that's so much fun. The I'd, uh the punt, really the just, punts.
3: Yeah, oh the, the, what's the one the where they put the drones up in the they, oh, they put drones up and they have the punt catch yeah. Yeah, yeah, the punt catch. That's, that's it's pretty cool.
2: I just thought about that because awesome. you were talking about skill challenges and all that. I wish MLB would start making like pitchers do like drills, like throwing drills. Fielding drills and home run derby for I would comedic yeah. effect. I would <laughs> love to watch <laughs> that. <It>
1: never <laughs> happen because they immediately blow out their arms <laughs> trying to throw. Unless you're big, well,
2: sexy, and you should go out and hit Zach bombs. Zach Greenkey. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He, he, he would dominate that. You have any
3: more? Uh, you have any no, more that's
1: notes? No, that's hit? it. Uh, well, thanks, man. We'll talk a are little more next it? week as yeah, more man? unfolds. But
0: are you gonna do it or am I? I got you. I got. I'm gonna tee you up, baby. Are you gonna do the thing?
3: Yeah, I'm gonna do the thing. We're talking about golf. So. Nope. We appreciate your contribution. Thank you for the baseball update, hey, our hey, baseball insider. Thing, you did a great job. Thanks. Yeah, man. I Brian, really great it. questions, dude. Dude, you guys nailed it. Yeah, man. It's coming up next. Are we we got co- Thomas May, We have our basketball now? insider. We got our 2K king. We got <laughs> Thomas May with huge basketball shorts. <laughs> what you got, Thomas? 22
1: X's in a row.
3: He's doing the what you got thing. Are we doing the what you got thing? But I,
1: I teed you up
0: with <laughs> a whole
1: yeah, little intro. There was
2: dude. a T up there, buddy.
0: I and like the what you got thing. Um, guys, what's going on? Um, let's start with the Celtics.
1: Um, Celtics. Uh,
0: they're out outcoached, outplayed in game six. At the end, blowing leads, being sloppy. I, I don't know what the answer is for the Celtics, but if I'm them looking for something besides Kimball Walker, I really don't believe they so need. I uh, didn't
1: watch any of this. Go ahead and so, get, tell us real quick what, oh, happened. what
0: happened. Oh, my bad. Um, so the, the Celtics uh, got beat by the Miami Heat. In six games, um, the Lakers beat uh, the Nuggets in um, a gentleman's
2: sweep. J- just to confirm, um, Miami Heat was not a team that people expected to go this far, correct? Yeah,
0: no. There were. Well, if you watched basketball in the bubble, you did. Um, but in the beginning of the season, no, absolutely not.
2: And then, so Nuggets won the first game against the Lakers and then lost the rest?
0: Yeah. Okay. No, 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 That's a gentleman sweep, right? Yeah. Uh, they won, like, game two, I think... And then they, yeah, they just got smacked around by the Lakers, frankly. Um, but yeah, so the Celtics, uh, yeah, so I, I don't think Kemba Walker really is the the answer here. Um, they have a great point guard in Marcus Smart already, as well as a solid number two uh, point That's guard. That's Flower
2: Mound native Marcus Smart.
0: Yes, I love Marcus Smart. You have no idea; he's like my second favorite player. Um, but uh, Brad Wanamaker is their uh, other point guard. He's fine. A- and
2: to go back a little bit, since I don't watch basketball at all. Uh huh. I know when Marcus Smart came into the league, he was basically just like a defensive star, so is he's still he, like that okay. okay, so he can't yeah. shoot really that well.
0: Yeah when you have when you ask Marcus Smart to shoot you know 20 times a game, that's never a good idea. Um, he's really more of your defensive player. I mean think of him as like a, a rich man's Pat Beverly. that's kind of how I look at him.
2: huh Can you give me a context in like NFL? No, because this is
0: and I'll get into this later. Um it's just too different. I don't like to compare basketball to the NFL. It's just too different.
3: But um I think it'd be something like having so not on not on the level of Dion Sanders in terms of like defensive impact. But having somebody like that, that can also go and, like, play running back for, like, four plays a game and have, like, somewhat yeah. of an effect. I mean, it's a two-way game. And he might yeah, score a like touchdown hockey. every four games as yeah. running back or as that wingback. <clears throat> so, I, if you're wanting a basic the w- comparison. The way I'm
2: kind of thinking of him right now is he's like Foxa. Okay. He's a defensive shutdown player. But yeah, basically. he also can score occasionally, but you're not asking you're him You're not that. asking him to do yeah. that.
0: They have cool. plenty of other players that will do that for you. Um, so anyway, Brad Wanamaker's their other point guard. I like him a lot. Um, he should be like a you know second team point guard. Um, they really should be um, relying on scoring from their two star wings, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Um, I think my personal opinion, they need like a stretch four or five, um, a guy that plays you know both those positions that could clean up and um, you know kind of get dirty wins under the basket. That would be another alternative to a stretch. But the problem is, is there are like probably four, maybe five of those players in the whole league. I don't know. Is who basketball they'd get. really
2: going like more into that small ball kind of play?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, yes and no. There. So the Rockets this year, um, like, really leaned into that and playing literally no center. Uh, they just had a bunch of guards and uh, wings playing at the same time, and it didn't work. So no. They're doing small ball, you know, like the the Warriors did, but not like that. Small ball really is effective as your your kind of second team uh, fast break.
2: The way I was kind of looking at it, like if whether this is just like a blip on the radar because you're, I'm looking across no the fact that Lakers right now don't play small ball
0: stretches. Uh, sorry, small ball is not the uh the blip. It is uh spacing. It's like no, there's no back down. In the paint, kind of centers anymore. Mm. That's not a thing. There's no Greg Oden's. There's no um, Shaq's. There's no Dwight Howard's. I mean, uh, he literally is playing the league, but he plays like you know, ten minutes a game. I mean, is that something because there's down. There
2: hasn't been that kind of talent he's recently. Frankly never good at it. I think no, the game is more, more, more
0: sufficient because now we, you know, you have two people in the corner waiting for open threes. And then you have you know spacing and pick and roll. Okay, the so top.
3: those big guys, where do they go now? Well, what they can are, what facilitate what players. They can f- facilitate exactly. the pick and pops. They they have limited ball handling skills, but they can they can almost run the number one spot on a very Sometimes. limited capacity. Okay. Okay. Yes. and they can shoot now. Yes. So okay.
0: Nikola Jokic is the, probably the best example of this. Perfect He basically example. plays a point guard position, and then. Um, it's really fun to watch the Nuggets play. It was really fun to watch the Nuggets play because you had uh, a premier center that is probably the best passing center in the league, along with an incredible point guard. And they basically traded positions throughout the game. So you'd have Nikola play, play the point guard position and have giving goes with uh, um, Jamal uh, Murray and then the other way around. And they just, you know, it's really cool to watch them play specifically. But – like I said, um, that would be the answer to the Celtics because I think they're a really talented team with a really good coach, but they're not going to go anywhere if they just with the, the roster the way it is right now, in my opinion.
2: So they need shake up.
0: They need um, they need a, they probably need to trade somebody.
2: And, and I, you say Kemba Walker?
0: I would I would trade Kemba Walker. I don't know if they can, <laughs> but that, that's who I would that's who I would trade. Not that Kemba Walker's not a great player because he is, but I just don't think that's something that they need. They don't need a you know, ball handling, scoring point guard. It just doesn't make any sense. But um, I'm talking too much about the Celtics, frankly. Um, they uh, ran into, I think we talk about this a lot in sports, that fucking team in uh, the Miami Heat. So you asked. <laughs> yeah. In the beginning of the year, uh, if you had asked me, or if you had told me that the Miami Heat were going to the finals, it would have been like, what? <laughs> like, I remember uh, Jimmy Butler going there and being like, that sucks for him. He's not going to be competitive. And here I am swallowing my tongue, and they're in the fucking finals. And I have think they have a very good chance of winning the finals. Um, they just – so let me get into this a little bit. Um, uh, yeah, so Bam bio, Hero. Um, have you heard about Tyler Hero, Brian?
2: I know he has two R's in his name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's a rookie. He's 20 years old. Um, he's – been incredible offensive weapon um and he's fucking uh kyle kuzma who plays for the lakers ex-girlfriend who's an instagram model has the biggest ass you've ever seen um so that'll be fun hopefully her ass will be fun no uh that's for tyler hero not us that's not for our enjoyment unless you want to look her up on instagram which i'll i'll share the handle later if you'd like
3: already Uh, seen it
0: nice good for you
3: that's great yeah, it's pretty great. Not my
0: football. style. Like, not like not what I'm into, but you go. You go, Tyler. Um, okay. Um, but, yeah, so it's interesting to look at this Heat and Laker matchup because if you're being honest, the best player is still LeBron James in this series. He's still, in his 17th season, the best player in the league. I Trash. don't think it's very close. You don't like LeBron are you just one of those people?
1: I've never liked LeBron since I've been Why? 13 years old. I just think he's arrogant. Because he hates oh Bubblicious Bubblegum. The lightning lemonade. He yes. was. He's not anymore. No, he's
0: still not. He's really not. In my opinion, it's fine. You okay. Got your well, well. Um, he's still the best player in the league. Um, and then probably the second best player in the series is Anthony Davis, who I guess Nathaniel also doesn't like because of his facial hair uh, choices.
2: <laughs> um, I'm assuming you're talking about the mono brow. The
0: mono, Yeah, the unibrow. Um, yeah, I think I love it, man. It's, it's a trademark. It's it's all like Michael it Strahan with the gap teeth. We yeah. talked about this.
1: It's, I like it. It's cool. Except Michael Strahan would have to spend a spend money. Which well, you he just has fucking tweezers has. and pluck uh, that. Yeah, shit. and he could just yeah. It's, he, it's a it's a it. It. It's a it's an annoying trademark. Like
0: he should get the lawnmower. One of our ad sponsors, maybe day like Kubota. <laughs> You should get Kubota Kubota for your face. Yeah, that's good. Um, So, yeah, so those are the two best players in, in um, in this series, but the Heat probably have three through seven, if you're being honest. So I think you talk about basketball a lot, and you're like, the best player always wins, I think is the argument I hear a lot, is that the best player always wins the league every single year. I don't think that's true anymore. So it used to be true, and then the the Warriors kind of fucked it all up. Now
2: it's about heart. Well, I mean, did they? Because <laughs> yeah, What about who? Toronto with Kawhi last year? Yeah, th- Kawhi was so the best player in the league. Kawhi, he's one of the top three. Did those. he win you could MVP like last
1: year?
0: You what?
2: Who won MVP last year?
0: Um, oh shit. Uh, I I pretty sure was, Kawhi I did. I thought it was yeah. Kawhi. Yeah, and then no,
3: then you Giannis. have Steph Curry.
0: Giannis won it this year. I think he won it last year too. He went back to back.
2: Okay, but up. I know that Steph won MVP one of the seasons, or at least, I think actually two of the seasons that they won, so it still seems like it's best seem, player. It's
0: similar to, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, hockey where it's not always the best player of the uh, finals is the um, that's, but best that's player that's the regular season. No, well, yeah. That's what I'm saying, is that the best player in the regular season is not always the one that wins.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's all sports, but I, I, but I mean... But it
0: used to be... Always, the best player oh. in the league would always
2: win. What I was more what I was saying about hockey is, or not hockey, but basketball is. It seems like a player really determines who wins that game.
0: Yes, it it used to be that way. Um, you know, there are obviously outliers like the Celtics in '09, um, or of course the Mavericks in 2011. But I, I don't think it is that way right now. It certainly is not in a um, you know. COVID-19 shortened season but um anyway so the, the point is is that the Lakers have the two best players in the league and that the Heat have the most depth by far they probably have the most complete team because frankly all the other players after Anthony it is a significant drop off
2: yeah I think you you didn't s- state this but you're saying like one and two and then three through seven is uh definitely the
0: definitely so you have um lebron anthony Davis, and it's probably bam out of bio it's probably a toss-up between him and butler tyler here um duncan robinson in that order um and you can keep going down there's probably a couple other um you know uh quiet members of each team that probably are due for a big-ass game like kyle kuzma is probably due for a big-ass game. um you know, you're, you're probably looking for a, a bigger game from Duncan Robinson as well or or, um, or none um, on the Heat. But,
1: you know. Uh no players on the
3: Heat? What? Oh, none. <laughs> so, I, I, I need to correct myself, Thomas, and apologize that I fact-checked myself. And um, it was uh, – James Harden, then Giannis the past two years, and Kawhi was the finals MVP. Yeah, James Harden's not winning any finals. No, No. but uh, Kawhi Leonard was the finals MVP, and I goofed that up. No worries. um, Please do better next time. I was (laughs) shooting in the dark.
0: No, yeah, it's just been – it wasn't interesting with, um, you know, obviously besides LeBron and uh, Kyrie Irving winning in 2016 – it just was it wasn't interest it really wasn't interesting <laughs> when um the Warriors were around, but now they're they're kinda blown up and then you have Steph and um God, why am I forgetting that dude's name? Um
3: Tom Thomas? Uh Tristan No uh,
0: yeah Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson um out Tristan Thompson. Oh yeah, my I was, god. <laughs> I met Clay Thompson. <laughs> so <laughs> mean. Um Clay Thompson, um, out for the season, so they really weren't relevant, and then you had Kevin Durant go to the Nets, and they weren't relevant. Actually, they did make it to the, the playoffs, but they were bounced in the first round. They, they were swept in the first round. But um, anyway, one great quote out of this. We talked about Giannis, and I'll talk about him again. Uh, one great quote to come out of this uh, past Lakers versus Nuggets thing was LeBron talking about how he asked, he asked their coach to guard Jamal Murray, who's the the best offensive player for the Nuggets. Um, he felt as the best player that he needed to guard the other team's best player in stark contrast to Milwaukee versus Miami series where Giannis was asked um, why he didn't guard Miami's best players, probably Jimmy Butler specifically in crunch time. And uh, Giannis said uh, he'd do whatever the coach asked. That's not it, man. You go do what you need to do. I don't care if you have to ask your coach, you go guard the best player. If you're the best player on your team, go be a leader.
2: As as someone who doesn't know their actual like dynamic in the locker room and all that, I don't know if maybe that's a coach who's like overbearing and I make the rules for this organization like you do as I say. I don't know anything about
0: basketball. It shouldn't be like that. I think that the players, you know, have a lot more control. You know, I think football is probably the, the biggest team game, and, and football coaches are usually the ones I think that are the biggest you know maestros in, in professional sports. You guys can correct me if you think I'm wrong, but, um, you know, in basketball, it's certainly the players are in control of their own destiny, and the coaches can kind of scheme stuff out of timeouts,
2: things okay. like that,
0: make sure that the cohesion and um, –
2: so him saying basically, the, "I do whatever the coach asks" is basically him just pushing the buck along and exactly.
3: Okay, pushing the blame down the road. Yeah, he's indirectly calling his coach out in the most like yeah, such like a passive, like aggressive, res- a passive aggressive way. Passive aggressive way to do yeah, it. Yeah, and then he in goes a he's at the bitch.
0: Yeah, and then he goes. You know, I really liked Giannis until the bubble, um, and then he they lose because of him getting shut down over and over again by the Miami Heat. Um, he goes and unfollows all of his teammates. And then unfollows the Bucks on his Instagram. Like it's so petty, it's so stupid, and it's something LeBron would never do.
2: <laughs> Are you you not going to talk about Doc Rivers being fired?
0: Yeah, Doc, Doc,
3: Doc can. Yeah, yeah
0: I I can. I uh, I didn't see this coming today, like it did, or was that yesterday? yesterday. It was yesterday. I didn't see it coming because it just there's nothing going on right now. You, that kind of stuff should happen after the finals, but uh, I wasn't surprised that it was. I, I think we all thought it was going to happen. This is many times where he's blown. He's coached teams that have blown three one leads, and three two leads. This has happened. Multiple well yeah, there was times. even harvested audio
3: from Phil Jackson back in the day calling him. I say, hey, it's the fourth quarter, Doc, Doc, against the Celtics. He's notorious for fourth quarter just collapses. Like just keep keep the pace, keep the pace. They collapse. They collapse. Fourth quarter, they collapse. What happens? You know, back to what I was saying about the coaches—is is, you know, you can ask
0: so much of your uh, coach, but really the the whole thing is for them to be um, to get cohesion from the, their players and get them to play hard. Do you think they played
3: hard, the Clippers? No, no. Yeah. I think I think there was and it was a there was reports that their their whole locker room was at ends with each other, and there was and I think that's more indicative that Doc Rivers isn't as as great as a locker room conduit for success as. You know, other coaches are. So yeah. and it, he, can't, he can't keep the locker room in <clears throat> check. No. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous.
2: That's interesting, though, because I was sitting there thinking, I was like, Clippers fire this coach, and this is just me getting a perspective on, like, coaching and the NBA. I'm like, they just fired this coach who I, an outsider looking in, says probably top, at least top ten, top five maybe, coach, who are you gonna get to replace him? But now I go, okay, maybe Doc Rivers isn't that great.
0: So I think he's overrated personally, um, especially as a Celtics fan that used to watch the Celtics play in the um, late 2000s, early you know 2010s, where they just they had like the best roster in the league and they they couldn't get it. They they won one year, and he's kind of hung his hat on that, and you know he's just. He's failed with great Clippers teams before, the Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, uh, DeAndre Jordan teams, and he's failed again uh, with a much better team, in my opinion, much better roster. Probably the best roster in the league.
2: Do you think he still finds a coaching job this year or upcoming year?
0: I think he should do himself a favor and just take a break for a year. Do a Mike McCarthy? He he could literally get any job he wanted to in broadcasting. He's a great guy. No one's saying he's not a great guy. Um, But I, I think he should, yeah. He, he should take a break from coaching for a year. Figure some shit out. Yeah, do a Mike McCarthy, sure. Was Mike was Mike out for two years or just one year? One. Just
2: one? Yeah. Just one? yeah. Okay. Well, one and a half because he got fired mid-season, I believe.
0: Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Uh, uh, so Yeah, so one thing I did want to talk about is the unique thing in basketball and that it is a two-way sport. Do you agree that it's like the only sport where you have – Great players playing defensively and offensively, toe to toe against each other, or does that happen hockey? in hockey regularly? Yeah, hockey. So you have two best players going toe to toe. No, 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 no,
2: no, no. I'm saying two way sport, not yeah, no, two that's best what, players that's going toe to toe, like where it's no, because you you don't you have people going on and off the ice. Yeah,
0: it's the least team sport. It's still a team sport, but it's the least team sport in that regard.
2: Out of all the team sports, it is the least team sport. You
0: have, but it also, also the good thing about it, or the cool thing about it, is that you have these unique moments where you have two great players literally defensively and offensively going at it. Magic bird. And that's what I'm very much looking forward to um, in this series is Jimmy Butler going against LeBron James. Um, they have had so, so many awesome games against each other. Even even in ten years ago, when um, the uh, when LeBron was on the Heat and Jimmy Butler was on the um, on the Bulls, I watched a game from like 2014, and where there there's a moment in the game towards the end um, where Jimmy Butler and uh, LeBron James kind of go after a loose ball, and Jimmy Butler tries to kick him in the face. LeBron like basically like elbows him in the face, gets him down on the ground, and they're like basically like high school wrestling and like the on like the uh, the baseline while like the plays going on. It's and then another game this year in December, it was a uh, it was uh, in Miami came down to the wire. You know, there's a couple of uh, three pointers, big three pointers made towards the end of the game. And it comes down to an inbounds pass. The Heat have they are down two, and So they either take a three to win the game or take a two to tie it up and there's a l- large screen around the three-point line, um, and Jimmy Butler comes around, runs right into LeBron like a freight train, knocks him to the ground, and then he tries to go over uh, wide open to shoot a three and then you know whiffs it. But those are the kind of moments I'm looking for um, in this series. I'm very excited about it. I want the Lakers to win because I am a LeBron fan. I'd like for him to get um, you know some of the haters off his back, for him to get a – For him to get a title with the Lakers after Kobe Bryant died would be cool.
2: Would this be number five for him or number four? This would be number four. Okay.
0: Yeah. No, I'm sorry. This is number five.
2: He won two with the Miami Heat. No, it's number four. Yeah, you're right. Number
0: four. I'm sorry. Yeah, I should know that, shouldn't I? But, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm really stoked about this series for sure. And uh, that's kind of all I had.
3: Well... I'm I'm curious to see no uh, no seriously, I, I'm really excited to see um Miami Heat. I, I, I thought as well, like with your point earlier that if you would if we would've said the Miami Heat are going to like you know, the NBA Dude, finals, I would have been like, You're fucking full of shit Jimmy Butler like,
0: signing with them was a joke to me. I'm like who do I thought they it was just, I thought it was just money. It's a bunch like, of okay. it's a bunch of young players that nobody's ever heard of and uh you know, Tyler Hero especially, who's a fucking rookie. They actually have two really good rookies on that roster um Kendrick Nunn who's who's uh not played that much in the bubble but had a great regular season um it's just kind of a that fucking team um scenario that we have which you just don't get very frequently you certainly you know I wouldn't compare them to the 2011 Mavericks that's maybe the only one you could closely compare it to but it's the opposite where you have a bunch of veterans uh with the Mavericks the only two big veterans you have with the Heat are Jimmy Butler and Andre Iguodala and Igudala doesn't have big minutes. It's all these young guys. Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo. Um, those are the, the big names on their team, and they're all like kids. They're all under 25.
2: That hurts. What hurts? Just hearing under 25 and yeah. their, their
0: big moment. No, I know. it's It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun for sure.
3: Thomas? Yeah, dude. We appreciate your basketball insight, Thomas hey man, May. No problem. Our NBA insider, our 2K king. Thank you for uh, another uh, huge basketball shorts segment.
0: I think it's the first huge basketball shorts segment. It's the
3: first time utilizing that title, let's, but we let's appreciate the, doing that. No, no, we're not. This is gonna, this is gonna happen.
0: No, yeah, let's continue doing. doing it. said discontinue. <laughs> no, let's, no, no. Let's continue doing it. I like huge basketball shorts. Uh, I like the cross check. I think
2: we could do better with the cross check.
0: You can come up with a better name than that?
2: I mean, I feel like it's hockey updates. It sounds right. Cross check like, dingers and piss missiles. I think.
0: No, yeah, that's that's all. That's done. That's great. What?
2: That's He's, good. I like no, dingers I think, and piss I missiles. Cross check's a great name. Yeah, it's just hockey updates, dude. Here's the cross check. Yeah. yeah, you don't like cross check? I mean, I just let's I don't be real. Like the name. Let's be real with hockey. It's just me talking and you guys going, "Oh, that's interesting." Staying it's basically a home? quick update. you'll <laughs> eating his dinner. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 a quick update, and I'm fine with that name.
1: All right, bet. Well cool. We probably don't have we won't have much to go on for the next I don't know, when is the season start again? I mean
2: it's all of I'm gonna have some updates well, every now, now and then hockey updates. but it's it's two months away, dude.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah. d I, I
2: don't know.
0: Hockey has the short I believe you guys are starting again that soon.
2: Hockey has the shortest uh, is downtime anyways. Yeah,
0: no, I know, but it's
2: like we normally finish close to June or in June and then we start back up mm-hmm. in September.
1: Followed by baseball.
2: Coming up next, we got <laughs> <laughs> no but uh, yeah, it's
0: trademark i think we get sued if somebody hears
3: that so we like to feature some uh, some feature stories on here sometimes and uh we talk about true crimes and all those bad things and uh so if you if you haven't gotten something bubbly and subtly go get something strap yourself in uh because we got we got fucking dr brian owen coming in with our criminal of the week randall woodfield Fucking serial rapist, serial killer, Dang. eating people's faces off. I don't think he was ever a cannibal, but... Oh. <laughs> well, can you, can you uh, fill me in on that and give me oh, yeah. some of those
2: sweet deets? We can give you the story. Oh, right God. on. Uh, just for listeners at home, uh, this is brutal. I'm just giving you a heads up. I can't uh,
0: fucking wait.
2: You know, Gold Star warning here. I mean, it's bad.
0: Let's come up with our own thing instead of Gold Star. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know anything what, yet. I don't know what we're going to call it, but it should be sports related. What's like a... Uh, ten,
2: ten Minute Misconduct?
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, we'll we'll come Penal- up with a penalty something. box warning. Yeah, 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 no. Something cool. We'll we'll come up with it.
2: Penalty box is cool. <laughs> <laughs> um anyways, I'm, I'm going to I'm here to tell you the story of uh, Randall Woodfield, the I5 killer, um and uh how Green Bay Packers drafted a serial killer who has been linked to 18 murders directly and could be responsible for up to 44 murders.
0: Dude 44? Could be, yes. Damn.
2: So uh, where's
0: I-5? Real, real quick. I-5 is
2: a corridor from Mexico to, to Canada along the Pacific Northwest, or along the Pacific.
0: Oh, okay. All right, cool.
2: So Ron shrine was excited uh, to see an F- NFL scout coming in to recruit his star wide receiver. He was a new head coach, a young one, and the second African-American NCAA head coach at a school with a majority-wide enrollment but his focus was on making a name for his program, Portland State University. His star receiver, Randall Woodfield, had great hands and ran great routes, but he could not pump up a player too much in case he did not live up to the hype and hurt the program's future NFL prospects. Finding a nitpick from a stud athlete who was active in Campus Crusade for Christ and the Fellowship of Christian Athletes was not an easy thing for him. Being a former linebacker, there was one thing that stood out to Stratton. Woodfield never ran across or never went across the middle. He ran out routes and did not like to get hit, get hit by anybody, whether that's a linebacker, safety, cornerback, he didn't like to get hit. It brought up some concerns that he could voice to the NFL scout and he went with them. If he knew some of the prior red flags Woodfield Woodfield had then the conversation would uh, would have been very different, not to mention the person Woodfield would become. Randall Woodfield grew up right along the coast of uh, coast in Outer Rock, Otter Rock, Oregon, a town that was a model Pacific Northwest town. He grew up in an upper middle class home. His father was an executive, was in an executive manage, managerial position at Pacific Northwest Bell, and his mother was a stay-at-home mom, homemaker, as they called him back then.
0: Real quick, were there otters in Otter Rock? Yes. Dude, I want to go to Otter Rock.
2: Yeah, Oregon's really known for their otters.
0: No. Yeah, I didn't know that.
2: Have you never been to the Pacific Northwest? Nah, dude. It's like the one place to. in the country I haven't been. I know. You need to.
0: Maybe soon when there's not a, uh, you know, global pandemic. I mean,
2: it's all about being outside over or there, so that's not fire. a bad point. There you go. That That's a good reason. You know, to- the sky yellow. All right. Um, his mother was a stay-at-home mom, along with two older sisters who took turns babysitting him. He had a fairly typical formation years, but was athletically gifted, becoming the star for the Newport High School football team and running hurdles for the track squad. Though he did not have a pinchet for uh or though he did have a pinchet for indecent exposure, caught on top of a bridge exposing himself to some women, his coaches hushed it up to keep him on the team and he was sent to a therapist who did not see it as anything more than an adolescent exploring his sexuality. All these records were expunged once he turned eighteen.
0: Shit, no, it's not a good uh, uh, it's
2: not a good start no. Uh, before Stratton took over at uh, Portland State, Woodfield started playing at Treasure Valley Community College, where he would be arrested for tearing up an ex-girlfriend's place, though he would be found not guilty by a jury. After a year at Treasure Valley, he transferred to Portland State University, where he immediately racked up some inde- some more indecent, <clears throat> indecent exposure arrests, convicted on two of them. A fact that Stratton, who did not recruit, Woodfield would learn about years later. Woodfield settled into a role as a strong route runner with great hands among a crowd and a good jumper. Learned from his time on, on the high hurdles team with the track team. During his time at PSU, his teammates varied from not trusting him to being surprised by his future when reflecting on Woodfield, including the PSU quarterback. Wait one second. Anthony Stoudemire. Anthony Stodemeyer, uncle to NBA star, and 1995, 1996 rookie of the year, Damon Mighty Mouse Stoudemire. Huh. You familiar with that one?
0: Yeah, I was gonna ask.
2: Noted. He, uh, Anthony noted, he didn't really fit in, and his brother Charles Stoudemire called him vain and lazy. Despite surprise, uh, despite, despite surprise by teammates, Randall Woodfield would be drafted by the Green Bay Packers in the 17th round of the 1974 NFL Draft at pick 428. Back then, the NFL draft was a lot longer, so it's not as big of a shock to draft a serial killer. Someone had to eventually. (laughs) Uh, Okay, but he wasn't a serial killer yet, was he? No. Okay, so they didn't, I mean. There was a lot of red flags that in today's Uh, NFL, he would not have been drafted. No. And also 17th round.
0: And decent exposures? No.
2: Indecent exposures, yeah. No. A lot of them. Uh, anyways, two rounds earlier, the Packers had selected notable future head coach Dave Wanstead. Us Cowboys know him as uh, one of our assistant coaches to Jimmy Johnson. Uh, the following is scout notes for Randall Woodfield. He ran 4 7 cuts on a dime, hustles, has good hands, fluid and smooth in routes, catches in a crowd, and a good jumper. Now, at the time, this was not the dynasty Packers of the early to mid-60s, but was still a very celebrated team. And Woodfield was offered a one-year deal. The deal was sixteen thousand, with bonuses for the twenty-five catch mark at two thousand dollars and thirty catch mark uh, netting three thousand dollars. For pers- perspective of salaries at the st- at the time, when Bart Starr made a hundred thousand, was considered a huge overpay.
0: Yeah, it's big
1: money. Yeah,
0: it's
2: sixteen thousand. <laughs> I mean, I,
1: like, do <laughs> I do it for less.
2: i do it for free. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I would get hit by an NFL-caliber linebacker.
3: For he didn't even like getting hit. Exactly. <laughs> That's why he ran those out routes. <laughs> okay.
2: Immediately with his payday, uh, Woodfield quit his job at Portland-area Burger Chef and focused on keeping himself in peak football shape. He attended a minicamp in Scottsdale, Arizona, where he was impressed by the speed of other players but was sure he would make the team. He made his way back to Oregon uh, after the minicamp, keeping himself in shape. Then in June, the Packers sent him a first plane, plane ticket to Wisconsin to attend the team's training camp. Woodfield opted to drive instead. Woodfield participated in a July scrimmage with the Chicago Bears where he express, expressed thankfulness to be given the opportunity to compete in the Green Bay Press-Gazette. He survived the early cuts by the team and no, uh, noted to friends in Portland he felt confident he would make uh, be making the team and he felt like he belonged. The Packers thought otherwise and cut him August 19, 1974. He cited the team's run-heavy offense as hurting his prospects, though police think his off-field proclivities would be the main reason. Another 10 cases of indecent exposure, and police uh, noting he could just not keep his thing in his pants.
0: I mean, I feel for him there.
2: I mean, you, you do you have a problem with indecent exposure?
0: I know. I mean, you
2: know. Yeah, it's hard to keep it in, but like. I like to, you know. You like to stand on bridges and just drop trowel?
0: No, I just you know, every once in a while let like, take it out, let it you know, breathe.
2: In a private setting, which is okay, Thomas. You know yeah. what I'm getting at. I do, but not no. I, I don't think anybody does. <laughs> I I I do fault him for this. Like that's not something you no, should do in public. I was just another situation over to disgusting. defend <laughs> Thomas. Yeah. Rather than leave I'm uh, just
0: saying, you know,
2: Rather than leave <laughs> Wisconsin for Portland, Woodfield decided to stick around Wisconsin, moving to Oshkosh. Everybody should know that town, and getting a job on the semi-pro football team, uh, Matata, Matawak, uh Chiefs. You might, I know I, I struggle with that a lot. You might know that name from uh, Making a murder. I do. And working at a trunk cup a uh, truck company as a press ba- brake operator to make up you know some money. Woodfield would use this opportunity to hopefully woo the uh, Packers with his play on the field. While more teammates noted his oddness, including one telling of the story of him fiddling with a trinket that he acquired from a Christian bookstore, which Woodfield admitted he had stolen. Also, taking uh, or talking of the t- tall tales he told his teammate and the phone calls he always made, seemingly having a woman everywhere in the United States. And the Central States Football League Championship. Woodfield hauled in two catches for forty-two yards, running his precise routes. But the time uh, the team would lose fourteen-zero, and the team would cut him, citing off-field issues, even more indecent, indecent exposures.
0: Damn, how many indecent exposures is this?
2: I mean, I'm doubting he's wearing pants, man. <laughs> like it's getting that bad.
1: There's a lot. Let's be honest, though. Football pants are kind of restrictive.
0: I know you got to wear the cup and yeah. everything. That's what I'm saying. Not you gotta let that thing breathe. breathe. Yeah.
1: I
2: mean, do you think football players are just walking around in their football attire? Yes.
1: Uh, like, how do you think that's the whole reason preseason exists?
0: I mean, it's to like get ready. Okay. So
1: they're like, when it's off season, they're also doing that.
2: They never throw on a pair of sweats. It's just nope, nope. You have to be in your football pants. You gotta look the part to be the part. So exactly, never take it off.
1: No days off. No <laughs> days off.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Woodfield knew this was uh, his last invitation to a team, and he was guided by the cut. His time as a pro player was over, and he headed back to the West Coast. Returning to the Portland area, Woodfield began a serious escalation from indecent exposure and petty vandalism, while many fer- friends encouraged him to complete college, which he was three semesters short of graduating with a physical education degree. By the way, I could not imagine this guy as a PE teacher. That is the creepiest PE teacher, and I had a creepy teacher. I
0: feel like yeah. he, feel like he would
2: fill
3: that gap well, though. Yeah, I think he fits the mold quite well. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. I would,
1: I would take the under on a semester before he's fired.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we had one in middle school that used to like regularly scratch his balls and then sniff them. Oh, we God. all call them scratch and sniff. I don't remember the guy's name, so I'm not going to out him. But
2: it's scratch and that sniff. That sounds like him. Jesus. Instead, he let his dream die. Uh, dream dying affect his life. Securing himself a job, a home, or uh, finding a romantic partner was basically impossible but he bounced between several of them at the, once he got back. Early in the 1975, uh, in 1975, not the, sorry, that's a ban. There was a series of attacks <laughs> on, on women committed by a man wielding a knife and described as athletic and handsome, where the uh, man would demand sex and then make off with their wallet or purse. On March 5th, the Portland police set up a sting operation where a female officer would walk leisurely through the park undercover. She was then accosted by a man wielding a uh, paring knife who popped out of some bushes. Officers quickly arrested this man, and he identified himself as Randall Woodfield, and he was charged, then interviewed. During the interrogation, Woodfield uh, played up the fact that he was a Christian man who did not smoke or drink, though he did have some sexual impulses that he couldn't control after his steroid abuse to keep his physique. Woodfield was sentenced to 10 years in prison, though he would only serve four years Hey, what's a paring knife? It's a very short knife. Like, a lot of people use it to... To cut pears? N- oh. No. no. <laughs> like, it, it's kind of like a shucking knife, sort of. What's a shucking knife? To pry open, like, oysters.
1: Uh, a oh, an oyster uh, knife. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty it, sure... It's
2: it's sharper than that, though, but it's about that
0: size. My dad cut open, his, cut, cut open his finger with an oyster knife one time.
2: Those shouldn't be sharp. He was probably using a paring knife. Oh, well. After release, Woodfield continued his bounce between jobs, such as bouncer, bartender, though he never lost his self-confidence. He was just able to catch his uh, 10-year high school reunion, where he was very sure of himself and told his stories of playing with the Packers. There, he was able to reunite with Sherry Ayers, a former classmate he had known since 6th grade and corresponded with throughout his four-year prison sentence. On October 9th, a little over a year from his release from prison, Woodfield raped and murdered Ayers. So this is his first. This is his first confirmed murder. Her body was discovered two days later by her fiance. She had been bludgeoned and stabbed in the neck brutally. Ayer's parents brought up uh, the correspondence Sherry had with Woodfield to the police. He was promptly questioned by the detectives who noted that he was evasive and deceptive in his answers and asked him for a polygraph, which he refused. They were able to get a blood sample from him, but sadly, due to unreliable nature of DNA technology at the time, neither the blood nor the semen found at the scene matched Woodfield. He was released, but remained a person of interest. Just seven weeks later, on Thanksgiving, November 27th, Woodfield went to the home of Darcy Renee Fix, an ex-girlfriend of one of Woodfield's best friends and track teammates at PSU, planning to assault her. Doug Atteague was at Fix's house, or Alteague, sorry, uh, was at Fix's house when Woodfield arrived. He bound both of them and shot them execution style with a three thirty-two revolver. Oh Jesus!
0: On Thanksgiving? On Thanksgiving. You're supposed to give thanks, not bullets to the head. Come it, on. I think you, you turkey and <laughs> mashed potatoes <laughs> and a bullet no, to the
1: head, <laughs> not brain gravy,
0: not brain gravy. <laughs>
2: uh, Fix's thirty-two, which also uh, was missing after the murders, uh, with Fix's. Uh, 32 due to woodfield's connection and priors again woodfield was questioned but let go with no concrete evidence connecting him to the case the 32 revolver and the execution murder would become a modus operandi for uh, randall woodfield two weeks later on december 9th woodfield would begin a spree of robberies and would become known as i-5 bandit on december 9th a man wearing a fake beard held up a vancouver washington gas station at gunpoint Four four days later, on December 13th, in Eugene, Oregon, a man wearing a fake beard and athletic tape on the bridge of his nose robbed an ice cream parlor. A night later, he robbed a uh, drive-in restaurant in Albany, Oregon, Oregon. Oregon? Oregon. (laughs) matching the same descriptions (laughs) given for the previous two. A week later, on December 21st, uh, in Seattle, Washington, Woodfield entered a restaurant and forced a 25-year-old waitress into the bathroom and forced her at gunpoint to to give him a handjob.
0: Oh, that's a weird hand job.
2: That's hand jobs are weird anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know,
3: <laughs> yes, Thomas. Hand jobs are weird,
0: but at gunpoint. All right.
2: <laughs> By January nineteen eighty one, police had given Woodfield the moniker "the I five Bandit" due to his crimes being committed off the I five corridor, which stretched from Mexico to Canada. Through though his crimes were committed in the Pacific Northwest, just wanted to note that out. On January 8th, Woodfield robbed the same Vancouver gas station he robbed in December, but this time after emptying the cash register, he forced the female clerk to expose herself to him at gunpoint. On January 11th, he robbed a grocery grocery store in Eugene. Then the next day, January 12th, he shot and wounded a female gro- grocery clerk. Why is that hard for me? I, I work, work in the industry. Grocery. <laughs> grocery. <laughs> grocery clerk during a robbery in uh, Sutherland, Oregon. On January Sorry, I'm going to take a break here for a second. This is I a just, lot,
1: yeah, dude. This is a lot. From of what blood you've and said murder. so far, like, <sighs> and sex, yeah.
0: Just like we, I
1: know the, I know the Bible says, "Judge not, lest oh you be God. judged." God. <laughs> this fucking joke again. <laughs> but I just gotta say, this guy sounds like a real jerk.
2: I think he might qualify as a jerk. We I, right. might need I would further a plus jerk. <clears throat> we got further evidence to you know go through before if, we if give him a jerk
0: statement. One out of ten.
2: You're saying one ten. One being
0: a real nice guy, ten being jerk. He's an eleven.
2: Oh, we, so what happens when more evidence jerk. comes in?
0: I think so far the hand job alone. To be honest, <laughs> you're really stuck
2: that on one that one. Really, that's gross.
1: On I mean, January fourteenth, <laughs> sorry, I had about eleven by the time he was initially exposing himself, taking his football <laughs> pants off. But yeah, yeah,
2: you can't take the football pants off. Let's be real. Yeah. On January fourteenth, Woodfield entered a household occupied by two sisters, h eight and ten. He forced them to undress and then sexually assaulted Jesus them. Jesus. Christ! Oh my yeah, God. You could have let that one out. I mean, it's a I'm detailing all of his This is crimes. a true
0: crime podcast. Get with it. Fuck. I agree. Me. I
2: wanted to leave this one out, but like you shouldn't you have need, eaten. You need to know how horrible God. of a person this guy is.
3: I already I got I got the I got it so far. <laughs> I am never leaving my house again. I'm going to lock myself in and uh, wait, God. wait. What year is this? Uh 1981, I believe.
0: Yeah, it's the 80s. You're fine now.
2: The, yeah, people don't have lead in their gasoline anymore. You're fine. It's okay. You're safe. Four days later, a man matching Woodfield's description broke into Trans uh, America office building in Kaiser, Oregon, near Salem. He grabbed a hold of Shari Hole, a cleaner at the building, startled uh, to see a man in the building. As he walked her down the hallway, he noticed another cleaner, Beth Wilmot, who he also grabbed and ordered both women to the back room. He shot both of them to the ground and sexually assaulted them, and then shot both of them in the back of the head with his thirty two revolver. Good God. Hull instantly died, and Wilmot, fade in death. As soon as Woodfield left, she got up and immediately phoned the police. An officer en route to the crime scene noticed a man matching the description given by Wilmot, but that man was more than a mile from the attack, and there was no way an average man could cover that distance, and he proceeded to the crime scene.
0: Uh, real quick. So how many minutes in the penalty box?
2: Uh, He's never coming out. I think this is already league suspension. Oh, okay. Yeah. Normally when you shoot someone in the back of the head with a gun, it's league suspension.
0: No no good. I think uh, that
1: probably constitutes premeditated murder.
0: No, yeah, no good. good. No, not at all.
2: January 25th and 29th, he went to uh, Southern Oregon and committed robberies in Eugene, Medford, and Grants Pass, where he also assaulted two women. The spree was far from over with. For Woodfield, after the close call with the police in Salem, on February 3rd in Mountains Gate, California, north of Reading, 37-year-old Donna Eckard and her 14-year-old daughter Janelle Jarvis was found dead in their home, shot several times in the head with a 32, Both bodies had been sodomized. The same day in Reading, a female clerk was kidnapped, raped, and sodomized. The next day in, I think it's Eureka, I'm not sure, California, Eureka. but that's spelled E-U-R, so that's e- why I don't think it's that. Eureka. Why Eureka? California, 100 miles north along the I-5 uh, corridor, a sing- similar crime was also reported, followed by a night robbery in the Ashland, Oregon, in Ashland, Oregon, at a motel. Five days later, in Corvallis, uh, Woodfield held up a fabric store, sexually assaulting the customer and clerk before leaving. Then, on February twelfth, three robberies were reported in Vancouver, Olympia, Vancouver, Olympia, and Bellevue, Washington, along with three sexual assaults in Olympia and Bellevue. In the Olympia and Bellevue robberies, all matching Woodfield's description and MO. Finally, on Feb- February fifteenth, Valentine's Day, Woodfield made his way to Portland, where he had planned a party at a hotel. After none of the guests came, he made his way to Beaverton to the home of 18-year-old Julie Julie Wrights. He had met Julie at a bar he worked uh, at as a bouncer at, where he overlooked her fake ID and allowed her in. Arriving around 2 a.m., he had a glass of wine with Julie, who then went to make coffee when Woodfield raped and killed her by shooting her in the head. The crime scene investigators made note of the two glasses of wine and the kettle that was left to boil over at the scene, or boil down, sorry. On February 28th, The Marion County detectives where Hole and Wilmot were attacked had all pinpointed Woodfield as the perpetrator to all these crimes. The detectives have put together a call log that showed Woodfield, the son of a phone company executive, had been using a calling card at several payphones close to all of the murder sites at the time that they were committed. Now, a calling card for us, being the younger folks and all that, is basically like a credit card. So it's tied to you that you could use on payphones. Huh. I never heard of it. It's doesn't exist anymore.
1: It does yeah. for international, but yeah. yeah, that's pretty much the only thing. But I though. thought
2: those are all prepaid. It's not connected no, still, to you. They
1: still have them for, because there are still like uh, phones that require charging for long distance. They still People got payphones phones in Tokyo, yeah. says Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: On March 5th, the Salem Police Department brought in Woodfield after positively identified by Wilmont in a photo lineup. Two days later, after being positively identified by several oregon robbery victims he was taken into custody and his house was searched by warrant there the police found a spent 32 shell casing inside his racquetball bag and tape matching the tape used to bind victims on march 11th woodfield was formally charged with holes mur- murder wilmot attempted, uh, wilmot's attempted murder in two counts of sodomy by march 16th various jurisdictions around washington and oregon tacked on multiple charges of murder rape sodomy attempted kidnapping armed robberies and illegal possession of a firearm as an ex-convict. Oof! In the summer of 1981, uh, Woodfield was on trial in Salem for the initial charges of Holes' murders, or Holes' murder, Wilmot's attempted murder, and two counts of sodomy. This is my final weird celebrity connection, I promise. In the first, mur- in in his first murder trial, for can the guess, young Mary.
1: Can I guess real quick first? Yeah. Is it Kevin Bacon.
2: Yeah, Kevin Bacon. He's Wait, he's no, no, a prosecutor.
0: O.J. No, no, no. Simpson.
2: Yeah, he's a prosecutor.
0: Oh, uh, you said prosecutor. Wait. You said
1: celebrity connection. Yeah. Uh, oh like okay. I just deducted yeah, probably th- Kevin no. Bacon. No,
0: this is um, the guy prosecutor. So oh, okay. it's a famous lawyer, is what you're saying.
2: N- no.
1: Oh, the Kardashian guy.
2: No, no, no. Uh
3: it's not a famous lawyer? I prosecutor?
1: mean he's
2: famous, but it's n- because of his relationship.
3: Is it the oh. Lincoln lawyer from The <laughs> Lincoln lawyer? <laughs> is that real? Wait, so uh, with yeah, I think so. With Trace yeah. Trace Atkins? Yeah. Okay. Um have we done guessing Do I have more g-
1: Dick Van Dyke.
2: Yeah, it's his son. Oh. Oh wow, He nailed it for the. Young, oh no. Oh, okay. Yeah, for the young uh, Marion County Prosecutor Chris Van Dyke, son of Dick Van Dyke. When note, Oh, you
0: read ahead. Yeah. Oh, you're. Oh.
2: <laughs> when no <note laughs> years. Not fair. <laughs> <laughs> note years later that Woodfield was the coldest, most distant defendant he ever saw, and he had a long career as a prosecutor, so that's pretty telling. Woodfield's defense was weak, depending on a case of mistaken identity or the defense insisting that Wilmot was placed under hypnosis by the detectives to identify Woodfield. Woodfield did take the stand and was noted as looking like a defeated animal that was still mid rampage. His physical stature that Mitty had hyped up was d- diminished. He would admit to owning a thirty two revolver, but of course, once he realized that a parolee could not have a firearm, he threw that into the river. On June 26th, after three and a half hours of deliberation, the jury convicted Woodfield, 30 at the time, on all counts of and sentenced him to life plus 90 years, since Oregon was not a death, uh, death in its state. In December 1981, Woodfield had a second trial in Benton County, Oregon, for sodomy and weapons charges from one of his uh, mini bathroom attacks, and there were many. The defense tried to have this case moved because of the publicity of the first trial, but it was struck down. The jury convicted him, and 35 years were added to his sentence. After this, after this, district attorneys up and down the I-5 made the decision that the cost and time was not worth having more trials for Woodfield and were satisfied with his sentence, including California, which is a death sentence state. In 1990, two murders, one of the many mentioned above, though not stated, were linked to Woodfield by DNA technology. In 2012 using a new magnetic bead technology at the Oregon State Crime Lab, Woodfield was linked directly to the murders of five victims: Fix, Altig, Jarvis, Eccle, Eklund, and Wright, or Ritz. right. Yeah. In July 2005 after some more DNA matches, now former uh, Portland Lieutenant Cold Case Supervisor Paul Weather Weatheroy interrogated Woodfield after uh, about some unsolved cases. Weatheroy noted that Woodfield was still handsome was still a handsome man in Perfectly charismatic, which probably helped him lure in his victims. Though Woodfield would not confess to more murders, ultimately, with the new discoveries in 2012, the DA said they would will not pursue legal action unless Woodfield somehow is granted parole, and then they would drop the adi- uh, additional indictments. Another Portland cold case detective, Jim Lawrence, noted that even today, if Woodfield was paroled, he would reoffend. Says uh, said Lawrence, to this day, he is still a stone cold killer. Now Woodfield resides in Oregon State Penitentiary, fittingly a mile off the I-5 corridor. He is still a major fan of football, talking with guards and inmates about his time playing. He was also very open when he found out Paul's, uh, Paul Weatherroy's kid was a Portland high school football star, talking about the sport in depth. Woodfield has married three times uh, in prison and divorced twice, writing letters to several that have been auctioned off and published in the serial killer letters by the Charles Press. He also started a MySpace back in 2006, even though that doesn't exist anymore. I wanted to go in depth about why he did this, like what the background thing would be, especially because there's a lot of people that are linking it to NFL and CTE. But he still to this day am, will not admit that he did this. He, even with DNA evidence linking him to this, Like, we don't have an actual motive. There's been people that say this might have been him trying to get back at his sisters who went and fulfilled their dreams kind of like, you know, one of those sick, like you never grew up after you failed at your dream. Uh, yeah. Sisters are a doctor and attorney and they, his crimes at the time were very much people made links to them looking like his sisters.
1: Yeah. (sighs) Damn. It's heavy.
0: It's a lot of time in the penalty box.
2: no no no. you're just out of the league
0: so uh, that is I feel like I've listened to a lot of true crime stories that was way more brutal than I I mean that was a lot it was a lot
3: what
1: oh nothing
2: what what Um, so the call logs are what link a lot of this uh, to like some of these he's not going to be prosecuted for at all but he made calls around that area that these crimes were committed. Everything matches him. Like, this was very much... It He's technically a serial killer because he took time off in between kills, but then he became a spree killer. There's several detectives that noted if they had not caught him, it would have become a one-day gap. That's it. Yeah. It's Damn. the
0: sodomy and the... Yeah, just the... Yeah, sexual it, it, assault the way, all that. Yeah. All of that stuff and is I, so dark.
2: I feel like... More like this would be a covered story more if I'm surprised the, I've never heard of it. It's because he hasn't admitted to anything. He hasn't told his side. Got it. Like there's so not he's
3: only tied to circumstantial evidence at this point. But aside, no, no, from, no, the, no. aside from the call log stuff. Or no, no, he has DNA evidence on him.
2: Yeah, I finished. The, on is that. that
3: what the is that what the the whole B thing
2: was? Or yeah. yeah, okay. And also in 1990 there was two. And it wasn't stated what the case was, but uh, so he has, I think 18. Are tied to him now at this point. Jesus, but um, since he's not going to like come forward, like you don't get that backstory of why why did he do this sort of thing. Like, there's no way that, or I mean, maybe there is a way, but it seems like only indecent exposure in that therapy. There had to be more there than just sexual impulse. Like, uh, it can't just be from someone telling him no. There has to be more to the story. Yeah. Yeah. But so we sexual, views, sexual abuse, his childhood. Yeah, there yeah. has to be something, but he won't tell it.
0: Oh, man. You know in a fucked up way I kind of want to know, but at the same time I don't know if the world really needs, no, <laughs> needs like to a, know. All that it's like a It's a
1: mind hunter thing. Like yeah. you want to know because it's like what what made his what made him want to do that? What drove him? I mean, uh, like, a lot
2: of people were talking about the fact that the like, pure
1: evilness of it. You know, this yeah. guy
2: is like that Ted Bundy version of like handsomeness and all that. Like, ho- holy crap! How does yes. a person like that commit this crime?
1: Very
0: similar to Ted Bundy. All right, look at what he looks like. Yeah, yeah, no. He,
2: even at this age, he's like oh, you're like yeah, that's a suave looking grandpa.
1: What was his first name?
2: Randall Woodfield.
0: Randall Woodfield. That sounds like a football player name. I was Randall say that. Cunningham. Yeah, just Randall. Randall Cobb. Yeah, just Randall. That's a good football
1: name.
2: Not to link any of those players to Randall Whitefield. Yeah, Woodfield. no, 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 no. Not yeah,
1: no, I mean, he's a handsome dude. I want see.
2: Okay. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like that's <laughs> like right. s- that's seventies.
1: I could get the, yeah, like I could get the whole like uh, dude. the coercion. I, not, I mean, whatever. What were you saying? Like. How he was able to lure his victims in. Uh, He was very charismatic.
2: But also, I mean, he was handsome. He played football. And also, he had a 32 pointed at half of them.
0: Yeah, that would persuade me. Uh. (sighs) Well, guys, uh, I love you. It's been another great podcast. Yeah. You bummed out? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm so depressed <laughs> as fuck right now.
3: Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll do something. Thanks, uh, Brian. You accomplished the now. job. <laughs> yeah. Job <laughs> I mean, well done, man. People are doing
2: true crime, man. And I was like, dude, nah, it's a good, That's a good story. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good st- in it, It's, it's
3: not so. like in, in, in character, it's not a good story, but you did a good job of presenting it. Just to clarify that, I don't agree with the actions. And yeah, so. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Just making sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't think any of in. us
1: need to say that we're not in support of anything. That oh, said I said, I said it was a
3: good story. He's like, no, this oh, isn't okay. a heartfelt okay, good yeah. story. Just making sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I supported yeah. his
2: pursuit of like achieving his dream as a football star. That part's great. Everything else, you fucked up, Randall. You really did.
3: Yeah. It's like an MTV real-life thing, except he fucking kills people. And, yeah. a lot worse than yeah. that, yeah. yeah. Pretty bad. Fuck.
1: Uh,
0: yeah. All right. Well... Let's uh let's say goodbye. Um and until next week.
1: Bye guys.
0: Um there should be like a catchphrase to sign off on, but we don't have it yet.
1: <laughs> Not after that story. We
0: we need to come up with a, a gold go star pack, thing. Go back out.
2: <laughs> I think that's a good way to end it. Go back yeah, out. Yeah.
0: All right, bye.